right? Wow, I did yep. it. Okay, I'm turning off my AC. So I have exactly four minutes before I will be dead on the floor. Just leave it on. <laughs> everyone knows. <laughs> right. Every, yeah, everyone knows it's hot. <laughs> um, okay. You guys ready to rumble? Yes, sir. Yeah. Feeling good. Coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario K. Rule Bowser, Andros Gann, and this is Video Games A Comedy Show. I am your host, the Virtua Boy 2, Virtua Boy Portable, now featuring two colors, red and green, just in time for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on our, uh, our way to 100 episodes on this show. Most of the listeners already know this i've been calling it of course the uh the road to 100 (laughs) where every episode we do another top 10 list and today is no different uh until we get to a, a number 100 we will be doing top 10 lists today's is the top 10 handheld portable video game consoles uh, and I can't wait to get into it. Oh my gosh! I know the list already. I know what what won. I know what didn't win. How exciting! But I got to introduce who's joining me on this show today. Uh, host of his own video games podcast. Call me by your game. Hilarious comedian and dare I say, uh, web content creator. Uh, web pilot creator, director, star, Keep going. Uh, Connor, Connor McCabe. <laughs> I'm going to need a warm light for this episode. He came. He left. Nothing else had changed. I had not changed. Yet nothing would be the same. <laughs> Every time. Every time. So, Connor, I have a question, two questions. Yes. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, um, and I'm ready for the second question. Okay, a second question. Can you even imagine a Virtua Boy 2? No, uh, but especially because you keep pronouncing it Virtua. Is it yeah. the Virtua Boy, or was it virtual? I think it's the Virtual Boy. Oh, I just can't hear your L's, but uh, no, I couldn't imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I've got to introduce the next member of the Zoo Tycoon crew. That is, of course, filmmaker extraordinaire, uh, uh, writer, director, producer, comedian. Michael asked that question too. Yeah. For you guys around the world that said all these before and afters are fake, they're videos, guys. They're not fake. No offense, Hearn, but that's ridiculous. Right. Wow. I, I told you before I have a virtual boy still at uh, that home. I got to find out if I can ship it out one of these days and just have a virtual boy party where we all go blind. Have the worst yeah, where we all stick our, our <laughs> Yeah, we all stick our eyes into a dirty virtual yeah, boy. Post-COVID, perfect uh, party idea. That is a great yes. Uh, have your, you you got to have your, your parents mail you I that virtual it, yeah. boy. Uh, and can you also imagine uh, what a virtual boy two would be? Uh, no, I like the red and green. That's a good idea. I think more colors right by your eyeballs is a great idea. Um, I mean, it'll bring back all the classics like Red Alert and the Mario Clash. Okay, yeah, I like that idea. Or what's that one beat 'em up Tolero game? Tolero Boxer, it's like... the one where it's no, oh. no, the brothers game. The Damn. Jack it's Brothers, like something. 
Yeah, not Jack- Smash Brothers. It's called like. No, Jack, Jack Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah, Jack Brothers. That's Jack actually Brothers, yeah. tied into the Shin Megami Tensei universe for some reason. Dude, I love Shin Megami Tensei. But I gotta introduce the final member of the Zoo Tycoon crew here to give us yucks and share knowledge. A uh, host of the Deep End podcast, a uh, uh, also host of the Channel One Hundred and One podcast. Is that is that right? Producer, I, I produce. Well, I produce. co-host the Patreon show. It's it's complicated. <laughs> It's a complicated system, but uh, I would just say all-around podcast extraordinaire, uh, also uh, a hilarious writer and content creator in his own right, Mr. Matt J. Well, thank you for that introduction. Uh, uh, I'm coming with my hot take for this episode. I'm going to announce it right now. My hot take the whole episode, all sticks should click. Oh, my God. Yeah, and <laughs> that is your the sound effect. Uh, Ducktales, uh, because you like Ducktales, right? I love Ducktales. Sure, yeah. yeah. That's the thing you, you like, always you mention like about ducks, me whenever right? you introduce me on right? a podcast is that I love yeah. uh, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah. But is it is it just Scrooge McDuck or is it all ducks in general? Like, are you a Daffy fan? Oh yeah, I'm a fan of all ducks, but primarily Scrooge and Donald uh, are my boys, mm. and uh, yeah. and you know Ducktales is tied into that. I'm a fan of all. I'm currently being stared at by about forty different uh, uh, duck figures. Uh, listen oh, to me talk it's about both this. terrifying and sexy. I I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, but there's all kinds uh, of man. I got Launchpad here. I got Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I got I got Princess Peach. There's all kinds of people looking at me right now. When I was a kid and I heard that Launchpad's last name was McQuack, uh-huh. I lost my mind. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest, coolest thing in the world. I agree. Uh, and also, Matthew J., final question. Can you even imagine the Virtual Boy too? I, I've been thinking about it since you keep bringing it up. And I think it's just, uh, I think we're already there with, you know, the Oculus and the PSVR and such. I, I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. already the uh-huh. spiritual successor to the Virtual Boy. Right. But, but... But interestingly enough, no Jack Brothers can be found on those. I wish. So, yeah, I'm a big Mega Ten yeah. fan, as we've talked about on the show, and I, I've never played Jack Brothers. That's one of yeah. the ones I have, actually. Uh, yeah? You have yeah. Jack Brothers? I, got, I, I think I told this story before. I got it from a blockbuster on clearance, and it came with eight games. And Jack Brothers was one of them, and that's like apparently the rarest game. So I just have a copy of the rarest virtual boy game. <sighs> It oh my god! In a museum, Hearn. It belongs in a hey, museum. You have to steal it from me. Uh, <laughs> I'm keeping it. I'll, I'll stick my dirty eyes into that <laughs> virtual boy to play some Jack Brothers. I, I don't oh, care. Yeah. I, I yeah. So I I gotta ask everybody, as per tradition, what you've been playing, Mr. Michael Hearn. Let's oh, start shucks. with you. Uh, well, it was on sale after the podcast we did too. The 2D platformers. I bought um, Rayman Legends for Switch. For ten bucks, lasted through that. Uh, you guys are dumb for not putting that on the two D platformers. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not that we're it, like it just didn't have the votes. I know that's why I'm saying you're dumb. It's like legitimately <laughs> it could have been number four or five. It's an excellent like I played this game a couple times already on PC, and you play is a terrible piece of software, so it lost my save files like both times. So I just bought mm, it for mm-hmm. Switch completed it there and i didn't mind at all that i like played a game i already replayed a couple times it's excellent uh, which one came out first was it origins or legends it was origins there's even like bonus origin levels in rayman legends so. Okay, I'm playing Rayman Legends yeah. then with the bonus. Yeah. yeah, okay. And I like Rayman Legends a lot. I it's think excellent. it's great. 
yeah, it's it's like it's like a lot of game. There's like yeah. a lot of levels. Yeah, no, there's it's yeah. like the what we talked about before with like unlocking extra levels in Donkey Kong Country or something or Super Mario World. It's just you unlock more to do, which is always cool. And then yeah, love that yeah. game. Uh, also bought a couple of random like games on Switch sale. We were talking about before the podcast. Got Deadly Premonition Origins. Got Night Trap, mm-hmm. the 25th anniversary edition. <laughs> Nice. Wow. 150 uh-huh. used gold coins, so I didn't spend any actual dollars on it. Uh, Your mom let you get night trap, yeah, I had to, dude. I've, <laughs> dude. I've written it. I've written permission from my mom, um, and <laughs> that you've taped yes. to your forehead as you're playing. Yeah, that the game. way, if anyone busts in, they can see like, oh, they, he's got the permission on his head. He's okay. Uh, Do you mean bust in or bust one? <laughs> uh, when they bust or bust in, yeah. Um, <laughs> when Buster busts in, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's great. Her, so you wait. It's a dollar fifty for Night yeah, Trap. One hundred fifty doll toys. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have that. I think I have that. I might. I might. I might get Night Trap also. Yep. Cool. Okay, Connor McCabe. Let's hear it, pal. What have you been playing? Uh, as always, I have my hand in many pots of honey. Um, <laughs> and so the first, I've, I'm still playing backyard baseball. I'm at 2001. I'm at the end of the, my first season with my team. We're in the World Series. Uh, we won game one, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, okay, uh, good luck. Hey, thank you I so got a lot much. of money um, riding on you, McCabe. You better men. Hey, we ha- hey uh, I'm going to try to... Try try to not let you down there, Mister Mister Moneybags. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I'm playing that. Um, I've been playing. Uh, what the heck have I been playing? Animal Crossing, of course. Just tuning in every few days. Uh, L mm. really runs our island, so I don't have to do much. Um, gotcha. She runs the show, uh, which is honestly the best way to play that game for me because I you don't feel guilty about not checking in because your island is still like growing and prospering, and I'm not doing anything about it (laughs) i love that it's great um but the most important thing that i would say i've been playing is a game i got two days ago called super mega baseball (laughs) three and it is i cannot wait and it is mega (laughs) and it is absolutely three uh now what (laughs) now wait, wait what is the difference between this baseball game and say backyard baseball so this game, I would say, is kind of like falls somewhere in between like a backyard baseball and an MLB The Show, like a more realistic, mm. you know, uh, realistic, more in-depth game with a lot of uh, options. Uh, this one has like all like many of the same similar options to The Show. It's got like okay. a franchise mode. You can do a little pennant race. You can play an exhibition game, but you can also... One of my favorite parts about this game is you can customize just about everything about this game. Like, I created a team from scratch. We are the Maple Mages. Uh, (laughs) You can, I made the, I spent like an hour and a half making the uniforms, uh, designing every little logo on it. Uh, And you can also, like, all the characters are very funny and kind of disproportionate. So they're cartoony looking real people it and they all have very funny names like there's a guy on this team called the sirloins that i played with named johnson Mm. swanson (laughs) and i just love that name there's another guy uh who i was just playing named uh oh someone on my team is named run table henderson uh so it's very funny it's very cute game but the baseball in it is just so good wow yeah i'm loving it 
Wait, so Connor, you kind of cut out. Did it? Did yeah, anyone else hear him cut I didn't out? Know if that yeah. was just me, Ivor. Okay, cool. Yeah, you cut out for just a second. Um, I've been losing you a, to t- a little bit, like every few minutes or so. But I just, I just had someone get off our Wi-Fi, so I think I should be a little better. Oh, cool. I'll just okay, keep, great. Yeah, I'll just I think my phone I'm, to be safe. Yeah. Yeah, connect your phone to be safe, and also go back to Johnson Swanson again because I had a joke about if if he had a big dick or not. Um, yeah, so there's a character named uh, Johnson Swanson, which I thought was pretty funny. Okay, insert my big dick comment here. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then, okay, good, thank you, Hearn. And then Woo! Connor now did now does he have a, does he have a big Johnson or no? I I you know we yeah can't does see he. The, <laughs> We can't see, we can't see Johnson's Johnson, but I would guess that Johnson no! Swanson has a very big Johnson. So, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Great. And then and then yeah. And this. So you're the Maple Mages fighting the Sirloins, right? Well, the Sirloins are actually not in our league, and, and this is I can even I even customize the whole league. Like we just played a team called the Onslaught, which are rhinos. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. It's fun. It's, it's. I love this vibe. Yeah, it's great. Cartoon baseball. Yeah, no, that's fun. Um, cool. All right. Well, Matt J., uh, I'm just going to throw it to you, baby boy. What have you been playing? Uh, kind of a lot. As, as uh, I'm going through a lot, of, uh, a lot of stuff I should have played by now during the quarantine. Uh, <laughs> all, the most recent new thing I played, as you and I have talked about a lot, is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is... Uh, it's like the best worst game I've ever played. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. like I love it. I think it's wonderful, but it's also mm-hmm. like I hate so much of it. Like I yeah. I think the battle system kind of sucks and some of the boss fights are just like unfair and the pacing is so fucked, but the whole time I was just like, oh, these are my friends. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I love my friends. Yeah, I love hanging out with my good friends. I love friends. my friends and their broken mechanics. Yeah, my friends Barrett um, and Aerith. Uh yeah. what else? Mighty Yakuza 0. Which is absolutely wonderful. I've I used to be mm. when the first three Yakuza games were out, I was like the big I was like, why doesn't anyone talk about this incredible series? It's the best. Like I love these games so much. And now everyone in the world has lapped me. Where like everyone's played all of them <laughs> and I'm behind by like I think the last one I played before this was like four when that was brand new. But uh loving that and playing through Undertale right now, because I never finished mm, wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever played it before? Or is this your first time? I played half of it before. And then I dropped off of it. Like uh <laughs> like when the Switch came out. I know it's like a two and a half hour game. But, uh, yeah. I was gonna say, like, what what do you consider the halfway point? Like beating it once or just halfway through the first playthrough? Through the first playthrough. Although now oh, okay. since I am starting I started a new file and I'm seeing the little things that are different already, like uh you know, I accidentally killed uh, Toriel, I think her name is in the beginning, and mm-hmm. then I, I went back, and then Flabby was like, ah, you piece of shit, you killed her, and then restarted the game, didn't you? And I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> this game's <laughs> freaking me out, because I've also been playing yeah. uh, all video games on, like, several edibles at a time, <laughs> so things like that are really, really getting to me. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. I love that. And Picross. Um, I'm playing a lot the- of Picross, too. Where, what are you playing that on? On uh, the... Which one? I'm I'm playing like the Picross 3D for the DS on my 3DS. So going back a ways. Whoa, that's a mind fuck. Yeah. It's, you're playing it f- 3D for the DS on the 3DS. Yes. So Whoa. many different. It's, yeah. It's like uh, it's like taping a beta <laughs> tape onto a VHS tape and then ripping it to a laser disc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that's great. Yeah. I've been playing. Uh, 
a lot of uh, Animal Crossing still, still building out my world in Mario Maker 2. Mm. Slowed down a little bit on that because I started running out of ideas, uh, but I'm I'm almost done with my Ice Kingdom world, and then I don't think I'm just going to release it and then have everybody play it Ooh, if yeah, they want to. Uh, I'm also playing the original Paper Mario game, as we'll see in the news. A, a Paper Mario update <laughs> has occurred, so we will uh, we'll be getting a new one of those soon, and I cannot wait to uh, play it, but I want to play the original games first, so I'm going to go through this and Thousand Year Door, hopefully by July. Can it be done? Nice. Oh, yes. As, as long as Los Angeles doesn't open. <laughs> back up. I think it can be done. Uh, I also got really... talking. Speaking of high, I got really high last night, and I played the demo for a game called Dreams on the oh PlayStation 4. Sonic Dreams? <laughs> no, no, no. Regular Dreams. Mm, what, does it, but, what does a demo for Dreams entail? Because it's all about creating games and playing over people's games. So... It, Right, right. Well, have you ever? Has anyone here ever played Little Big Planet? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so you know how like the art style of Little Big Planet is basically that like super like detailed a, like yeah. CG kind of feel. Yeah, that's how the demo for Dreams works. It was basically a tutorial on what you can, how you would maybe navigate around in Dreams, and then the the demo stops when you pick the first level you want to play. It's actually pretty sinister, but, um, but yeah, no, I was, if you're high as fuck and you're playing dreams, <laughs> that's a good time. I swear. Cause it's like you have, you can use your PS4 controller to like motion sensor around this little, it, they call it an imp. It's like a little like laser pointer on the screen. And so I was just doing that for a long time, just moving around <laughs> a guy no object to it at all just moving him around mm -hmm. and it's all really like lofty like the narrator's like in the beginning there was nothing and then dreams happened and it's like ooh, it makes you feel all <laughs> like a fantasy movies playing out i swear I, I missed the sale on that it was uh 30 down from 40 if it goes down again i'm just gonna pull the trigger because it looks like infinite games just infinite games people made so that's it for that's it for me and and what i've been playing how how about we jump into the news fellas what do you say oh yeah Let's jump. well uh we actually got a bunch of announcements this week paper mario the origami king got announced hey how about that oh boy the rumors yeah. were true the well, rumors were true. The, you know, the rumors are mo at least part. We at least know they're mostly true. Um, Connor, I feel like f if in case listeners have not heard your story about Paper Mario, we should maybe refresh the audience and Matthew J. Who's probably never heard it. What you you had some special insight into Paper Mario? No, I did. Yeah. So, um, you know, all you all I had to do was be one of. Seven million commercial actors in Los Angeles, <laughs> and you know, get any get you know, basically you know, hearing about getting an email about a like a few months ago about a potential uh, Paper Mario commercial. Not only that, but like um, a commercial seeking. There was a separate. Uh, casting for a commercial seeking you know big mario fans and, and they had to share their stories so um at that point <laughs> i mean i immediately shared this with our group even though i'm probably not supposed to uh, 
but and it was like holy shit are we getting a new paper mario or a remaster and same with like what is this other mario thing and you know since about a month ago maybe we started hearing rumors about you know a potential paper mario that is a return to the form of the originals and as well as you know all the mario remasters and here we are we got a trailer for it um the only thing is, and, and it announced, and it like a release yeah. date that's actually soon, very soon. Like yeah. that is in two months away. I from tomorrow. I can't wait to play that. But I mean, my only hope, as I'm sure a lot of people are feeling right now, is I hope it is a return to form and it has partners and, uh, you know, so that that's my big hope. And the battle system is still fun. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I can tell you from playing OG Paper Mario, I. It, I hope it is too. Yeah, because it's a lot of fun to run around with those little guys. So fun, but this yeah. is crazy. This is like the biggest news. This is like the first. I feel like the first, the, the most recent first party announcement from Nintendo, like on a huge game like this that we've gotten since E3. Because I, I believe right. in September the direct had a lot of updates and announcements, but it wasn't anything, any big first party reveals. So this is amazing that they just like dropped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if I mean, like got, the yeah. quarantine has affected that. Like, I, I was thinking about. I wonder if they were like, "Oh shit, we have to get this game out now to have something yeah. to put out." Like, I like I bet every company is kind of being like, "What do we have that's almost done? Like, what can we just yeah. crunch <laughs> and put out the door right now?" Because like, I'm sure that Animal Crossing sales. I'm sure they they looked at that and were like, "Holy fuck!" Like that that game yeah. <laughs> it would have sold incredibly well, but I think it was up. To, what like 300 percent or something like everyone in the world bought that game because of this totally yeah it's very very interesting um and uh we'll see when that uh oh oh, by the way they did not i never heard back on the casting call even though i submitted a very passionate uh (laughs) a very passionate paragraph to each and including a picture of myself with a mario doll when i was a kid but you know never heard so we'll see yeah, I wonder who was more passionate about specifically Paper Mario than you. I know, they were probably like, no, this guy is a freak. We cannot have him. <laughs> yeah, we don't want him near our building. No, uh, so. Yeah. I also, like, when I first saw the title, I thought it was Paper Mario the Original King. And I was like, wow, that's a ballsy <laughs> title, the Original King. <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, yeah, uh, Matt, did you check out the trailer for that? Yeah, it looks cool. I, I'm not that... Uh, familiar with Paper Mario? I've really only played the Wii one, and I and I didn't mm-hmm. play that much of it. I I never played the original. Uh, I never played the original King, but I <laughs> I I love what I I've like I've enjoyed it from afar. You know what I mean? Like I've been like those games look sure. amazing. I just never sat down with them. Mm. Yeah, Hearn, what, what's your take on Paper oh, Mario? You fan I'm or no? I'm a fan of the first two. I never beat the one for GameCube, but I liked it a lot, and I've beaten Paper Mario for Nintendo Sports and loved it. I haven't played the last couple that were like pre DS or DS exclusives. And there was a lot of, mi- and sort of thing when this was announced, there was a lot of skepticism. A lot of people are still not sure if they're going to be into it because apparently the other ones, like I think they're like Power Splash and Sticker Star, aren't that well received. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like I think this looks really cool. I'm sure they like learned a lot of lessons. I was always a fan of the Mario and Luigi games, which played a lot similarly to it, just not with the same aesthetic. But yeah, I like yeah. these type of like action RPG type things where the battle system is like a lot more intuitive. And this looks like it's doing mm-hmm. some more things, so I'm interested. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I have you guys read this before that apparently Miyamoto hates stories in games? Like, he just doesn't love when Mario also had there's like a story connected to the Mario game that you're playing. Mm-hmm. Like, he famously like hated like the way Sunshine played out, and oh, he's and not I think alone that, in that. So, one. Uh, well, but right, but like, you remember how much of a story Sunshine had, right? Where yeah. it was like all this shit was happening, and it's like, and you can kind of see why he was so burnt out on like trying to make those games have stories. So that's why, like, what you see like new Super Mario Bros. games, and they're just like they're eating cake, and then the princess is kidnapped, <laughs> and it's like, it's like that's that's all you get. And uh, so I, it, I, I've heard that the reason why Color Splash and Sticker Star kind of went the way that they did was because he was like, no, I don't want to do any more like Super Mario RPG style story games. Like make them make it just like a mechanic. Stickers, perfect. Put it out. Uh, we also got the announcement of something I might be even more excited about, which is the Tony Hawk <laughs> Pro Skater One and Two yeah, remaster re-releases. Uh, that trailer bl- blew my little tiny baby socks off. <laughs> um, what did you guys think of that? <laughs> Anyone can answer. <laughs> I'm excited. Ted, Ted in the back, answer. I love the. I love Tony Hawk. I, 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 I think it's funny that uh, everyone seems to have just forgotten the last time they tried to do the same thing. The I know, like that. I mean, I guess that was what, like eight years ago. That was a while ago, but still, it's funny that everyone's like, "Whoa, Tony Hawk's back," and we're not remembering like, yeah, they did this, and it it sucked. Mm. But this one looks more of like of a faithful. Uh, uh, reproduction of the original ones and not that one was trying to make a bunch of it was trying to compete kind of with like the skate games I felt like it was a weird mm. game yeah and also Tony Hawk did come out with five <laughs> like yeah. that was that was a while ago too but it is a p- famously a trash game mm-hmm. um, so but this, the, if these are just reskinned versions of the old games on my modern console in 16 by 9 yeah it's not going to have Spider-Man that. in it, though. What? That's the, Why not? I, don't, I, I mean, it can't, right? It can't have, like, Spider-Man or Django Fett or Wolverine or, like, any... I know some of them are from 3, but, like, they're probably not going to have... It's just going to be, like, Bob Burnquist, right? <laughs> like, that's going to no, be... like no, And Jason Lee, gotta, you think he'll be in it? What? No! Jason, well, Jason Lee, I mean, the first two games, I think, in, in the first game, it was Spider-Man, right? He yeah. was the... Or that no, that two. even might have been was two. That two. That was two. That was two. Yeah, it was Spider-Man. And the first game didn't have anything, mm-hmm. right? I think you're right. Uh, I think that there's no... Or there's like yeah. the... the. Didn't you unlock like a hot lady? Daisy? Oh, yeah. Is that her name? Something like uh-huh. that? Well, no. Officer Carrera. There's her. She was a cop lady. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, there's the f- other cop who is a fat guy. I want Darth Maul. I want to play as Darth Maul yeah, and Jango Yeah, Darth Fett. Maul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all those characters those are owned by too. Disney now. Like they used to be, like basically like Sony properties, and now every guest character is owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. man, what a week! This is like I can't believe in the same week I and this is not about everyone else. This is about me. I got a Tony Hawk remaster announcement. <laughs> and I got a new Paper Mario. Yeah, congrats! Uh, yeah, like the fact that those. Thank you so much. I've been waiting for a congrats. Uh, the fact that we got both of these in the same week, let alone ever, is just wonderful. Like, especially how dry the announcements have felt. Yeah. Like, this is, I'm so excited for it. And mm-hmm. these do look really great. So we'll see. 
Yeah, and I, I'm and, so excited, and, and I, I don't want to hide it. It's hey, very good, and I just have to like <laughs> like I always have to do. I have to just remind everyone that on December 11th, 2019, at 10:54 p.m., I texted our group, Gary Stone, <laughs> being like, "You know what I need? A Tony Hawk remaster on Switch. We're not getting it on no. Switch, but we are getting the remaster." Wow. Yes, you you have told uh you have told the tales of fortune a, a number of times. I have. actually. Yeah, you have somehow guessed at the, like, what is going to happen. And yeah. to me, it's scary. It and is quite weird. frankly, should be the FBI should be looking into you. <laughs> it really should be. I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. But. I'm, I'm, I'm mo- more excited about the music. All the music is coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. apparently, they got all the licenses to all the music back. That's, to me, that's the only thing you needed, really. Yeah, I want them just, to have all the songs back. Like, I... I morally want all the songs there, and yet I still will only click on Goldfinger Superman to play over and over again. <laughs> That's all I yeah. ever did. Yeah. Um, the song in the trailer, too, I also de- love so much. That that oh, ride. Yeah. Ooh, how we ride. Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, speaking of ports and remasters, the wonderful 101 is coming to Switch. Ooh. No one's been talking yeah. about this. I I don't really know why. This was like the one of the last Wii U holdouts yeah. that I think we've been waiting for. That in 3D World. So, mm. d- did anyone and play Wonderful Pikmin 101? Does anyone care about this? Uh, yeah, and Pikmin I 3. played a little bit of Wonderful 101 and I liked it. I never got too far into it. And yeah, it's sort of the same thing. I'm just glad I don't have to buy it for Wii U now. I, or buy a Wii U now. I can just get it now. I've looked at some of the reviews. They seem relatively promising. Mm. There are a couple people who aren't as big a fan of it, but I think it's just because it's a weird ass game. Like, have you guys are you guys familiar with what you do in it? Not really. It's like it's an action game, but with like an RTS element, and you control an army okay. by drawing stuff on it. It's like it it's mm. like mixing a lot of things, and it's ported for like because that's how the Wii U worked too with the big controller and everything. Yes. So, yeah, I think from what I can tell, they did a good job porting it. I'm more interested in doing it on the Switch than any other console. So, yeah, I'm down for mm-hmm. it. Killer. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm i going to get it. <laughs> so there. So there. When is it out? You have my money. Uh, it's out on Soon, right? like next yeah. week, Dang. next Friday. Oh, wow. Oh, Maybe we'll get it too. Uh, I never had a Wii U. Yeah, get it, Matt. Come, Come on. on. Yeah, my roommate has one. I've been playing theirs a little bit. I've been playing the oh, Wind cool. Waker remaster, and we played some oh. Mario 3D World on that. Ooh. Oh, both of those are yeah. like um, fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, I would also have said Tokyo Mirage Sessions, but that came out to Switch already. Yeah. So, oh, I gotta get that. I've um, never played that. That is that game fucking rules. Mm-hmm. I love that game. As that I said, I'm a huge like... Mega Ten fan, so I really would like to play. Yes. It. Uh, you want you want Persona on your Switch? There you go. It's basically right there. Yeah. That and Fire uh, Fire Emblem. Oh, and the last thing I want to mention is the TurboGrafx-16 yeah. Mini. Yeah. <laughs> that thing got a fucking shipping date that is next week <laughs> for people who pre-ordered it. I'm fucking pissed <laughs> because my ship... It, I actually had a delivery date set for January 2021 yeah, on my Amazon account. And I was like, okay, well, so I went onto a Japanese Amazon and bought the PC Engine Mini. So I was like, I'm going to jam out on this until next year when I get my Turbo Graphics 16. And then they hit me with that. So now I'm just going to get both of them in the same week. I'm not going to play both of them. I'm going to like... One's going to sit in a box, but... 
I mean, I guess I'm happy, but I'm also pissed. I wish that they would have uh, told me. I think you're I the reason my- they set the new date is once they saw you bought the Japanese one, they're like, all right, boys, ship them <laughs> out. <laughs> well, like Chris Kohler also was like out on Twitter being like, uh, people just go to Jap- the Japanese Amazon. Like they have the US version and the Japanese version and the hmm. UK version there to, you can just buy them. So uh, people were doing that in masses. And now I got I fucking two. Jeez. How embarrassing, right? Mm. Sorry, bud. Yeah. Uh, now, Hearn, I know you pre-ordered this. Are you excited yeah, or I'm what? Yeah, I'm very excited. I probably should. Like, I'm lucky I'm still working. Otherwise, the responsible thing would be to not make a big purchase during quarantine. But I have no excuse, and this will fill up a lot of time. So I'm happy to get it early because I was I was pissed when it got delayed the first time. I was looking forward to having. Uh, the Turbo Graphics Mini so early, but dang it now. This is the one Mini I think I've gone on record as, like, I've never really played much of the Turbo Graphics at Steam, so this is the first, like, educational Mini for me, where I'll get to, like, really figure yeah. out what the system was all about by buying the new Mini system of it. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, Matthew J., you ever played Turbo Graphics 16? Yeah, not in a long time, though. I'm a... I'm a fan of uh, uh, this, you know, the bonks and such. I, I didn't get that much <laughs> into it back in my retro game collecting days. That was one of my white whales. Actually, was picking one of those up, but uh, mm. I emulated a little bit back in the day. I, I might pick this thing up. It's only a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, it's a hundred bucks. What, what's yeah. uh, what's Amazon like some exclusive. seller, some like killer apps that are on it? Bonk. <laughs> All right, cool. Has bonk. <laughs> It has Bonk. Uh, I would say Salamander. People like oh, that. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a good game. That's not a real game. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say an amphibian and expect uh, yeah. us to believe that, Jeremy. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. It doesn't have it Castlevania has, on it, does it? it? It has Rondo of Blood. Does it? Probably. Wow. Right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's worth buying it for. Yeah. It's got Rondo of Blood. Maybe it's I will got, buy it. Uh, it. probably. You know what I'm guessing? It's probably got a bunch of shooters. It's not Snatcher and a bunch of it. Snatcher, but it's not localized in English. I was just so. going to say, is it, does it have Snatcher, Snatcher in English? That'd be fucked. <laughs> yeah, you get to look at it at least. Yeah, you can look at how cool Snatcher might look. Yeah. Uh, do you know what Snatcher is, Connor? No. Sna- Snatcher is Hideo Kojima. Kojima is one of his first oh, games Kojima. Interesting. Hideo Kojima. <laughs> um, I once watched uh, Frank Cifaldi buy a copy of Snatcher for two hundred bucks. <laughs> he was standing, Jeez, he was standing next to me while he did it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucked up. I hope he can read Japanese because it's not localized. Yeah. Oh, well, he's. Amazing. I mean, um, I think it was more for preservation. He, he likes. To, no, I'm sure. But I've always wanted I'm to play sure. that. I've never played Snatcher or Police Knots. Oh, dude, I want to play Police Knots so bad. Yeah. Man, you know what? A mini I want the most. A Sega Saturn mini. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be- that shit would be awesome. <laughs> they don't have that, but you know what they are making? Uh, Bandai is making a model kit of the Sega Saturn that comes out soon. So you could build it and not play it like a like a Gundam. <laughs> oh, uh, they're also doing a PS1, cool. which I pre-ordered. So I'm going to build a PS1 model kit to have it just like sit on my shelf. I could just buy that a PS mini, awesome. but instead I'm going to build it. They keep finding Wait, ways it- to make money off of us and we're... It- we're doing it. Yeah, I'm letting <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, it's our fault. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you could build like a Sega Saturn emulator and put it put in Put it your inside of it, maybe. Model. Like yeah, that would be slick as... Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the news. I'm going to close us out there and we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we are going to talk. What are the top 10 best handheld consoles of all time as voted on by people on this show? Stay tuned. Super Mario Land. Από τα καλύτερα παιχνίδια του Game Boy, από την Nintendo, την πρώτη δύναμη στον κόσμο στα video games. Welcome back to Video Games, a comedy show. I am, as always, your host, Jeremy Schmidt. And today, and for the next seven weeks, we are on our road to 100. It's all about top 10 lists, baby. One after the other. 10 times in a row until we get to episode 100. This week, I'm very excited because we're changing it up. We're not doing a video game genre. We are doing video game consoles, specifically handhelds. Uh, What is a handheld console, you might ask? Well, it's one that you can hold in your hand and play it in when you're holding it. And uh, I would say that I changed up how I asked people to vote this week. I got to say, my, my friends keep surprising me, right? We're like, <laughs> I, think, I think I've got a handle on how, I'm, how I need to ask for the lists. And then I keep getting <laughs> surprised. So, so I had, I, instead of asking people for 10 handheld consoles, because I was like, I'm positive none of my friends have touched in their lifetime. 10 different handheld consoles. Uh, I asked for five thinking, okay, I'll get a bunch of lists of five and then I'll make that, I'll make a top 10 out of all these top fives. (laughs) And then my friends shocked the hell out of me by giving me different versions and variations of particular handhelds. So (laughs) it ended up like I could have asked for top tens if they were going that detailed with it. Like I expected to get a bunch of like, Nintendo DS, you know, that's it. Not mm-hmm. like Nintendo DS, Nintendo DS Lite, Nintendo DS Mini, Nintendo DS with a Game Genie uh, cartridge attachment, you know, like all of the d- variations of these different handhelds. So uh, I made I made a list that I think is pretty representative of uh, the group and where people place things. I'm very excited to get to it. And we're not doing honorable mentions up top because Ooh. there are... I, I feel like to do honorable mentions, I'd be giving away what is on the list. Mm. So why don't we start with number freaking 10. 10. Gotta go. Hey, guy, you're the first serious gamer I've seen all morning. Check this out. Brand new 16-bit Super Nintendo with Super Mario World. Wow! What's this one? Oh, this is a Sonic the Hedgehog from Sega Genesis. Radical <laughs> <laughs> colors, huh? Wow, Sonic's fast, too. No, over here. I like Genesis. And it costs a lot less. Wait, kid, that game I'll there. take Sonic and Genesis. <laughs> so- yeah, so this is the uh, Genesis Nomad. Sega Nomad. Uh, <laughs> this is number 10 on our list. This is a, uh, I guess, uh, Hearn, why don't you explain what the Sega Nomad is? All right. If you couldn't tell from that excellent commercial, it's a Genesis on the go, but not like a crappy Game Gear way, as in you can put in cartridges from Genesis into it and play on a little miniature LCD screen, sits buttons, battery pack, 
you know, can plug into a wall, can recharge a rechargeable battery pack even. It's kind of like the switch of its time, not to spoil maybe. But uh it it's, <laughs> uh it was one of those systems I had growing up in terms of that's how I mostly played most of my Genesis games was on the go with this thing and it's awesome. It held up pretty well. I it still works. I again that's with my virtual boy back home. I gotta get these things out. Um and yeah, like every Genesis game, you think that's like a crutch, like, oh, it's an actual console. I think it's telling something that it has the Genesis library and it's still number 10 on this list. And that's just how good the other hand, how consoles are. But it's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll I'm see. I'm kind of amazed it wasn't bitter deal or something like next gen systems from like, oh, we have to keep that in mind. It just kind of went by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. What's the like downside to this console? Like, what's its what's its uh, Achilles heel? I mean, I don't know how much it cost because my dad bought it, but I bet it wasn't like the cheapest. Like, it was probably like the same price as a Genesis, maybe. Um, mm. I mean, it had yeah, a re- that makes sense. had a rechargeable battery pack and everything, and could use like that was back in the day when like certain to- part handleable consoles were like six triple six double A batteries or something. So like maybe it was just unwieldy in that sense too and then uh, yep six double a batteries oh wow yeah i mean i had maybe the battery pack i got was like an additional purchase or something then um but i mean there's no like in terms of just having like how it plays genesis it just played genesis games like directly it didn't have a problem with that it didn't even use game genies and stuff i guess the other big thing too is that what was the it's a small screen too so like if you're playing you can plug in like a controller into it and play two-player that way, mm. but, like, again, you're all circled around, like, a little, like, LCD screen that's, like, the size of, like, a Game Boy Advance or something. Yeah. It looks, to, what it was looks the, like uh, it's, like, a sixth of the size of the console the screen is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I I, I want to look this up, because I want to know, what was the button layout on the right side of the screen? It was six buttons. It was a six-button controller for Genesis, basically. Oh shit! Yeah, when you held it, was it like ergonomically? Yeah. How did it feel? Did... It felt fine. I think the only other thing too is that the battery pack, if you were using it, was kind of like loosely clipped in. So if you like jostled it too much or like bumped it, it might have shut down your console. So again, it, yeah, I I played it a lot plugged in though, so I think that helped. And yeah, I mean, these buttons are like ovals, yeah. tipped upright <laughs> yeah it's a weird little because that's not even how like the genesis controller felt right no yeah, it had a different feel to it i don't know if that was closer to the game here oh, or something on, but yeah crap. i think uh i don't know it's just like it held up in terms of like a system i think probably the only reason why it's higher is just it's not an actual original handheld system and then yeah but i mean i played a lot of game gear is a yeah, Game Gear is a two-button console. Yeah, so that was still mm-hmm. Game Boy yeah. era. Number nine Ooh. on our list. Nine. It's here, the revolutionary Neo Geo Pocket <laughs> Color. Yeah. <laughs> 16-bit power linked to the Sega Dreamcast. Whoa! Revolving joystick. <laughs> Link to the Sega Dreamcast. 46 color display. I own one of those. Oh, six cool styles. 
Yeah. Graphics will blow you away. The graphics are kind of blowing me away. I'm not going to lie. Watching oh, yeah, this baby. commercial. God, I love old fucking 90s and early 2000s video game commercials. So they are mm-hmm. so good. Uh, so... Number nine is the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Full disclosure, the Genesis Nomad got one vote. <laughs> and the Neo Geo Pocket Color also got one vote. Yeah. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, wh- how did they rank? I was I, I rank sometimes in terms of passion or how I feel like maybe the person who voted for it feels about the console. Like, you don't put a Neo Geo Pocket Color on your list unless you have some sort of passion for it. Matt J, you're the only one who voted for it. I got to hear from you, pal. What, what is this thing? And... Uh, uh, how dare you? I am very passionate about the Neo Geo Pocket Color. I think that thing is wonderful. I think that uh, much like the Dreamcast mentioned in that commercial, it's kind of a uh, it's it's a bridging console. It's a console uh, caught between two generations where it was kind of uh, better than both of them, but it didn't have all the all the the beeps and whistles that the next one would have, like Dreamcast not having a DVD player or. or Whatever stupid reason you made up to not want to buy the best console ever. Uh, but the new Geo Pocket Color, it's just this beautiful little thing that, like, you know, most small consoles, you know, like the the Game.com or the Engage or whatever, like, have so many flaws with them. The new Geo Pocket Color is an incredible form factor. The stick is, like, the clicky stick is the most relaxing. It's like the original fidget spinner. It's the most, like, <laughs> I would carry it in my pocket and I would just click it around. Uh, and the library <laughs> is this wonderful little, like, primarily uh, Capcom and SNK, just untouched by time. Like, it's got the best handheld fighting games. Uh, it's got, it was one of the first, like, great uh, uh, versions, handheld versions of arcade games. Like, it's got, it's it's got all the great SNK Neo Geo games on it. And it's just this beautiful little thing. And, it, and its aesthetic is wholly its own like the way that it looks if you look at any game from it you're like that's a neo geo pocket color game to the point that like (laughs) there's a great uh switch fighter based off of it and they just last week like out of nowhere or a couple weeks ago put out gal's fighter for the switch which is the best game on the console so i'm hoping that some people play that and see what's great about it that they took this tiny little screen that's not backlit that's barely in color and they found exactly the way to make it perfect to play, which is redesigning all their games uh, and making them fit it rather than just trying to cram, you know, like Street Fighter onto a, a Game Boy Color cartridge like they tried many times. This is like they rethought everything about how to put games on this console, and it's 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 perfect. Buy one. Two passionate arguments, and we're just at 10 and 9, you guys. And we're just at 10 and 9. I wonder what number... 8. Will yield... All right, we're going to start your exam now. You might feel a little pressure, okay? Oh, what's that? Mm, it looks like Frogger Advance. Now let's keep moving. <laughs> oh, that's fine, nurse. That's just Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, moving along. Yeah. Hey, is that Spider-Man? Game Boy Advance. More games. More fun. Ready for everyone. You seen my shorts? Wow. wow. This is the number eight spot on our list. Damn. This is the 
Game Boy Advanced regular. Ooh, I have a question. <laughs> yeah, and I this is when I text when I texted you last night, being like, I'm having second thoughts about my list. I was like, wait, should I have just submitted one version of each console? So are we getting? Are we going to be? Maybe this is a spoiler, but. Are we getting multiple? Are you about versions? to ask me? Are we going to get another Game Boy Advanced on this list? Yes. <laughs> when I said that my my friends really shocked the hell out of me, this is what I was talking about. Where I was like, "How did more than one Game Boy Advanced version get voted for on this list?" I but alas, voted for three. <laughs> the, alas, the GBA regular. Some people have affection for it, Connor. I'm looking straight at you right now. What? Because. A, a lot of people put like GBA and then a couple people specified G, like regular versus SP. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you, t- do you want, which one do you want on here? So, okay. I've, especially in the last year, I've had a lot of time to play with the SP. Cause I got my first one over the last year. I've had the original game boy advance. I think the Arctic one since, since it came out, but I just honestly, it feels i know there's no backlight and that really does suck but the game boy advance sp after holding it for a certain amount of time f- kind of hurts your hands like it's a mm-hmm. weird tiny little i agree with this tiny little yeah. box <laughs> hey he's back mm-hmm. uh i am back it, yep. and so like i i do like the sp i still put it pretty high on my list but i love the original form factor of the of the form factor of the original game boy advance and just the get that library on that system i know it was kind of port heavy uh but it i loved it i thought it was amazing and it really like brought you know the game boy into its like kind of its official second era i would say and a real evolution so man i love the game boy advance yeah uh matt jay you also had the game boy advance on your list uh, well, tell me what was your experience with it my my vote was for overall gba but uh, uh right. i my i was you know i'm a big game boy fan and i at the time would buy them day one and trade in my old one which i i like wish young me didn't do but i remember getting the game boy advance and it really felt like a new thing like it felt like a leap uh, mm-hmm. And and yeah, oh, yeah, that form factor of like it being flat out in your hands on the side of it. It's I mean, it's basically the form factor of the Switch. Like it's right, still what smaller. Nintendo's going for. Yeah. yeah, and it and it's it's beautiful. I've always wanted one of those, the original GBA with a backlight installed in it. Because I feel like oh. that would be the perfect console. And some people do do that, but I'm like. I don't know how to use a soldering iron. I can't do any of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hearn, what do you, how do you feel about this Game Boy Advance regular? All right. I mean, it's just funny. We are talking positively about it. It is a great lineup of games. It had, like, the Advance Wars. It had some great ports. It had the Castlevanias. Uh, Golden Sun. Golden Sun, of course. Drill Dozer. Drill, Come on. Drill Dozer, Ninja <laughs> yeah. 5 Are we just listening games now? Uh, but (laughs) it's just funny that like when it came out, the apparent weakness of no backlight was made like immediate with some of its game choices of like Castlevania circle of the moon, the darkest like handheld Mm -hmm. game of its time, just on a system (laughs) where you had to have like a light flashed onto it. So you could even see what's going on. I have no real complaints about like, uh, the game boy advance being placed here because i'm sure it's not the only last we'll see of it but the system itself and the games are all excellent like it is an advancement literally over the previous game boys and i think the only uh i'm just know that there's going to be a further advancements in the game boy series that are even better 
Yeah, I would say that no, nothing was just dis- this got uh, the G- the GBA specifically the regular GBA got w- w- one vote where it was specified this I this is the regular version of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so nothing mm. was disqualified. Different versions of consoles were all up for grabs. So, uh, so yeah, the uh, it it but it it had a lot of love with other vo- people voting for just the GBA in general or whatever you know. So how votes were counted all kind of revealed more towards the end. But either way, that does not take away from what number. Seven is. I've been having dreams. (laughs) If anyone can guess what this is, I will pay you a million dollars. PSP. No. Damn it. The Vita. No. (laughs) This is. (laughs) This is a. This is a uh, an iPad commercial. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. Uh, yeah, so this was voted on by multiple people. I just this entry is just Apple devices. So okay, all right. Uh, if it's but iPhone, iOS. iPad, yeah, and I would even I would even further extend it to if you guys want to just talk about like uh, tablets in general. Mm. This is like iOS or maybe Android. You know, um, I was about to say because yeah, I think technically Android is like more of a official gaming thing at least that's what humble bundle was like giving away a bunch of codes for and stuff for a while yeah i mean this was funny because like july on his list he voted for uh my old ipod touch that still has marvel (laughs) versus capcom 2 on it (laughs) hell yeah yeah that makes me think of jetpack joyride that's like that's what i played on my ipod touch all the time (laughs) yeah i mean like we all played like fucking snake when it came out like on nokia phones (laughs) and shit like i just feel like we needed to have that represented like i've probably actually actually played more mobile games on my phones and tablets than I have on actual mobile game devices out in the wild. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, mm. I, I, mm. I, I took my Game Boy on road trips, but I've never taken my Switch out to a coffee shop. I'm not a lunatic. <laughs> oh, I do that. I'm the weirdo who sits in public playing <laughs> yeah. video games. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get mean, that, like, too, and especially, yeah. like, the the way that it makes other games uh more easier to easier accessible you know like phoenix Wright or ghost trick or or that kind of thing like porting is games. ghost trick po- on ios yeah i it oh, got taken man. down for a long time but i think it's back i it, 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 like it wasn't being updated for a long time so it wasn't playable on newer ios systems but i feel like there was news about that within the last couple of years but yeah, yeah, Ghost Trick is a wonderful game that like I feel like more people know as an iOS game than a DS game because the DS game was not it wasn't as popular as it should have been. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I can't I did anyone here vote for uh we had some pretty passionate votes for this. My, Mr. Michael Stevens, iPhone having games on your on your phone is uh sometimes very clutch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's passionate, um, all right. <laughs> I love that passion, baby. Oh, that passion. I didn't even um, think about that, but yeah, it totally that totally makes sense. I've played so many. Most of them have been like Dragon Quest and Mega 10 and things that I can play on other things, but yeah, the iPhone, you know, and just the the uh how popular like story games have become because of that because of the wider audience of people and because of you know the input not being as intuitive as a controller so certain games will thrive like uh you know games that are more based on story and dialogue and stuff but totally i like this 
Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's good. I, I mean, and these days you can get like Knights of the Old Republic on yeah. your iPhone. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty insane the technology jumps that Dragon have Quest happened. 8. Yes, oh, Dragon Quest. You can buy that on iPhone. Dang, yeah. like that's so that's so gnarly. That's so cool. And PS2 like, yeah, it, if you missed like some of those great DS Final Fantasies too, you can play those on iOS now. So like three and four got those like facelifts and mm-hmm. oh yeah. Uh, are like really fun to play there's some you know like I, I think the hurdle is always like playing it on your phone like with touch controls but i've seen guys on the airplane playing gta san andreas with like one of those what like those controllers that snaps to the sides oh. of your ipad so it's like it almost makes it like a switch or something interesting mm-hmm. yeah yeah, the only um, thing that's kept me away from it mostly uh, in time is like batteries on phones tend to just shit out so quickly that I'm like, well, if I have my yeah. phone on me, I need it. I can't really play. I'd rather have my Vita on me or something. Oh, man. Side note to that, too. Have you guys noticed that like certain apps on your Switch will run your battery down faster than others? I, yeah. I, that kind of blew my mind that like, like if you're playing like a Luigi's Mansion, that'll run your battery down way quicker than if you're playing like this NES ports <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's that's strange how like some games just draw more power i guess because they're more like graphically impressive i guess yeah, i don't know like how technology more. works but yeah i guess that's what it is all right six S- number six is and who didn't see this coming oh you know what i uh <laughs> i i'm gonna sh- i don't know how this is gonna work wow. <laughs> fuck Oh damn what it! I, I was uh, I was supposed <laughs> to do like a little bit of work uh, with this. I was gonna I was gonna send you guys a link to this commercial because I wanted us all to watch it. Uh, you know that fun thing you do on a podcast where everyone watches something together. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Uh, but this is uh okay. It's the PlayStation Vita. That's Ooh, number six. Yeah. But uh-huh. it's a it's a TV commercial from Japan of the PS Vita, and uh, I can't really. Uh, I, I just don't trust our internet to be able to us all to be able to like watch it together. Mm. Uh, but uh, just know it's a really cool commercial. It sounds like this. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, it's like it starts in the 1960s and then it goes through like every decade and it shows oh. it's from the perspective of a TV screen staring back at like all these Japanese families watching TV. Uh-huh. And uh, it eventually just goes to now and it's like now we have the vita with the playstation tv (laughs) Uh, yeah i'm watching this right now this is a cool commercial yeah you guys should all watch this commercial it's hella cool um there's also one with harrison ford in it (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah so the playstation vita that is number six i i also think that the vita is like um relationship with the playstation tv is super interesting i never owned one of these did anybody here own one of these i was playing mine this very week whoa Damn. i'm a huge vita fan i'm a i'm a vita uh uh, uh stan i stand the playstation you vita. stand vita uh, the yes. love that uh mm-hmm. hurt hern did you did you own the vita or no no i only had a psp so i never really had any experience with the vita it had like a back touch screen or something right how does it work? Yeah, it had like buttons in the back, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't trust. Buttons yeah, there's in a touchscreen on the back. No, I don't trust that. Yeah, feelers. It, 
I'm, little back buttons, little back feelings. It's want, like uh, it's like anything that open. has something like that where they just gave up on it. Like w- after the yeah. first like wave of games, nobody yeah. uses that. Right. It's sort of like the Wii U's whole console <laughs> was just like <laughs> we just gave up on the idea immediately. <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, that's cool. Yeah. So the Vita is, uh, I guess, it's most famous for its like indie games that were that kind of started on the Vita. Games like Guacamelee and. Uh, Tearaway and stuff and then it's Hell like yeah. also famous for its JRPGs not unlike the PSP right yeah that's that's when I try and pitch the Vita I have gotten several people to purchase Vitas within the last year or two like I because I, I am so passionate about it uh, mm-hmm. not as passionate as Frank Underwood from uh, House of Cards he's also a big Vita fan you may remember that is but, right uh, yeah he oh, loves boy. the Vita and the PS4 <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I I love the Vita but the the main selling point I give is like uh, ev- like what are the biggest JRPG consoles the PS1 the PS2 the PSP like it's got all of those plus the uh the vita library which is like way better than anyone thinks it is when you look at all the games that came out on vita especially in japan it's a great little console when you look into like the persona series final fantasy east like all these great jrpg series you can get most of them on the vita and it fucking oh and it looks amazing like it still looks as good as a lot of switch games like uh, a lot of like the playstation or uh Persona 4 Golden is worth buying a Vita for. If you buy a Vita now for like a hundred bucks and get Persona 4 Golden for eight bucks, you're gonna get a hundred <laughs> hours and you're gonna play through it several times and you're gonna be happy you did it. Yeah, I know. I like the the console itself looks beautiful and yeah. I have a white one. The, it looks the great. screen looks beautiful on it, especially like that first generation with like that OLED screen that was like so impressive mm-hmm. that made it so expensive to buy. Uh, I think that. Yeah, I guess they just they just dropped the ball on this. Isn't there a thing you can do with your Vita too, where you can stream your PS4 to your Vita, so you can like play that remotely in yeah, bed? Yeah, you can and remote stuff? play from anywhere with Wi-Fi. So you can like, Whoa. if you're on a Megabus, if their Wi-Fi is good enough, you can play, you know, Bloodborne on it. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. I'm definitely interested in a Vita. I'm scared to buy one now because I'm afraid they're going to be like, no more online support for it. You can't oh, buy. Yeah games for it but i guess you can mod it right even if they do that's still worth it because you because it was still cartridge based like you could still buy and a lot of vita games are real cheap now because nobody cares about it but yeah i am a i'm a i mean i'm sure i hope the psp is on this list too because i was also a huge psp fan so i was like ready for the vita like i was following kojima talking about transferring from like the day they announced this thing and uh and i still yeah i still play it and it still works great like a lot of consoles from that era when you pick it up now you're like oh this doesn't even like hold a charge anymore or anything and it it works perfectly it's got two sticks on it it's it's mm-hmm. wonderful damn two sticks i gotta yeah, get one of these that's I the only problem with the psp if psp had two sticks that thing would be way better as a gaming console i think yeah all right so let's move on to five they said it wasn't humanly possible. All the power and excitement of Nintendo right in the palm of your hand. <laughs> Introducing Game Boy. 
It's portable. <laughs> it's in stereo. And its games are interchangeable. Game Boy comes complete with batteries and the outrageous new game Tetris. <laughs> and for head-to-head -head competition, use video like... The outrageous new game Tetris. Game Boy. <laughs> only from Nintendo. Gosh, if you think about it, though, in 1989, Tetris was outrageous. It was. Tetris is what sold that console because, like, old ladies would buy it to play Tetris. Dude, like, you'd old see, like, women. Like my mom? Yeah, like your mom. Your old ass mom <laughs> yeah, would be dude. playing my Tetris. Old, my old ass mom loved Game Boy and loved Tetris. Mm -hmm. uh, so, this is number five on our list. This comes at the dead middle. It is the original Game Boy. Um, I. <laughs> It, this it's it's tough right like it's like kind of got that game boy advanced original vibe where it's like can we talk about game boy color and <laughs> game boy micro i and i and i suppose that we definitely can did, did game boy color games remind me could they play on an original game boy just not in color i don't think some so. of them i think some couldn't but you definitely could and they were vice versa too if games came out late enough uh they were planning for the game boy color so like pokemon red and blue yeah. have a red or a blue tint to them mm -hmm. yeah and also one thing that we didn't mention about game boy advance that we could always mention with these nintendo consoles is that your game boy advance was also a game boy too you yeah. could play game boy color and game boy original so in 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 but the original Game Boy, nonetheless, that's like the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. It's got like Super Mario Land series on it. This was definitely on my list, and it was pretty high up because as a portable console, I think just like selfishly, this came at a time when I was on a lot of road trips as a child. So I did play this portably the probably the most of any actual other mm. like console period. Oh man, games I was playing was the Super Mario Land series, Tetris. Yes. I uh, I had uh uh games like uh Space Invaders. I remember we we had like a lot of those like arcade ports so we'd yeah. have like Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Kirby's Dreamland was huge <laughs> in our Hell family. Yeah. First game I ever uh, beat, I think. That or Mario Land were the first game I ever beat. Yes, I definitely beat Kirby's Dreamland. I never beat Mario Land one. I think I beat two. Oh, if you play and it now, you'll do it in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Wario Land was a big one in our house. Um, yeah. yeah. What about you guys? Did you guys all own Game Boys growing up? Oh yeah, but of course. Um, yeah, I, I, in fact, I had, uh, I think my dad from like work, my dad worked in the grocery business, so they would occasionally get promotions. And one time he got like an original Game Boy for free. Um, and I grew really attached to it. And I never, I didn't get an upgrade until a Game Boy Color in like the year 2000 or 1999. So I always just had the regular. I never had a pocket. But that thing was a dream. Like I, mm -hmm. like Pokemon opened like like changed my life uh pokemon mm -hmm. red uh got me like very very into games uh i also did also love the super mario land series like you guys are talking about wario land one especially yeah. super special mm -hmm. game to me which i got this year and beat uh for the first time since i was a kid i love it and then i also want to shout out uh final fantasy adventure which is mm -hmm. like you know the secret oh. of mana uh game on that yeah console. that's a good game it's so, that's a great game. So yeah, good. I we, uh, Link's Awakening too. Yeah, I didn't mention. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That's I feel great. like we should and, just keep mentioning Pokemon Red and Blue because yeah. Yeah, and Yellow. I, yes, I should have given that more credit, but that is like 
the game I did spend the most time playing. I don't know yeah. why I didn't say that, but I spent, <laughs> I beat <laughs> red and blue separately and then got a link cable and would trade. And I had two Game Boys for some reason. I guess me and my sister both had one and I would just trade Pokemon back and forth with myself. It was we like would a do that too. loser. <laughs> and like I figured out the cloning that like you could, you could turn it off at the right time that you both got the better Pokemon yeah. and you would like destroy... <laughs> Uh, a ret a retata would just obliterate into the ether, <laughs> but you both had a blastoise. This is the way. Yeah, that's awesome. He knew what yeah, he was remember- dying for, and he he agreed with it. I mean, I remember like one of my friends also had like a game genie for yeah. uh, Game Boy, and and you could get Mew that way. Yep, and I remember getting a Mew and then turning off my Game Boy and never playing Pokemon again. <laughs> wow. I remember like I got, I got the Mew and it was like that was it. it. That was the last thing you Amazing. could do. That was when my childhood <laughs> ended that day. Yeah, it really was. Loss of innocence for sure. Yeah. yeah. I used to just I see people talk about like through the Pokemon banks and stuff. They're like, I still have my original starter Pokemon. And I used to just like play I would just turn on Pokemon Blue and I would in an afternoon play it, beat the Elite Four, and then just start it over again. Like I played it like <laughs> a regular video game, but I wasn't really gaming. I didn't care about my team or my E V levels or anything. I just played right. it like a video game. That's fun. Yeah. I yeah, I definitely still have my cartridge for blue that has all 151 oh, Pokemon on it. That's cool. And I but I've never thought about it like, oh, these are my friends from the past. I just like <laughs> I just like have that there. Maybe I will try to somehow that sh- that would be a great YouTube series, wouldn't it? A guy trying to get his fucking Blastoise from his blue cartridge to Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. Can it be done? I'm sure maybe. It can. I, I think don't know. people. I think like Maybe. Kat Bailey does that. I feel like she Kat has Bailey her does like, that. I think so. I feel like she's talked about that at some point. <sighs> That's great news. That means I don't have to do that because um, <laughs> I I don't want to do that. Uh, yeah. Okay. I had a ready? Game Boy Pocket, a red Game Boy Pocket that came with Mario Land. Ooh. It was like one of the. I think that was the first video game thing that was like mine. Like you know when you're small enough oh, that it's like cool. it's like your dad's Sega Genesis that you just yep. play all day. Like this one was like no one could take it away from me. It was only mine. Dude, same Did, here. Did that have wait? So the Game Boy Pocket is not the same as the thing as the Game Boy Micro. No, the Game Boy Micro is a GBA uh, uh, offshoot that is just much smaller and is also gotcha. incredible. Like that, that is one of the most uh, just like incredible feats in uh, engineering is being able to mm-hmm. hold that tiny thing. Look at that screen that's like the size of a stamp. And like I played <laughs> Final Fantasy Tactics Advance on there, which is an Whoa. RPG that has a huge a big map you're walking around on and a lot of words to read. And it was totally fine. That's crazy. Yeah, I know Alec, friend of the show, Alec Robbins has a uh, Game Boy oh, Micro. Wow. He's pretty yeah, proud he's very of. passionate yeah. about it. Uh, what is but, the uh, so? What's the Game Boy Pocket? Was that like similar to the Micro? No, it was kind of. Yeah, it was just a. It was just a thinner. It was exactly the Game Boy. There was no new uh, mechanical additions. It was just. It was just getting that same technology much smaller, and it's hmm. like. Again, it's like an incredible. Like when I think of Game Boy, I think of Game Boy Pocket. I don't even think of the big brick one because that was oh. so great. And uh, yeah. I had a great commercial of uh, some uh, four teens har- harassing an old couple at a mall, and the old man goes, "Oh, I should hit you with this," and he takes his Game Boy Pocket out, and all the teens go, "Game Boy Pocket," and they all become friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe in that power. I think that power is true. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I yeah I I love when I say I should hit you with this, and then I pull out brand new technology. No one's <laughs> yeah. ever seen. Paid a hundred dollars for. <laughs> but it still feels oh. great. I've played a Game Boy Pocket pretty. I uh, a couple of years ago, I was playing a bunch of um, 
I, the original Tetris, actually. I pulled that out of my Game Boy Pocket, and, like, it feels great. It's it's good. Do, wow. uh, Hearn, do you have any Game Boy experiences? Did you own one of these growing up, or was it all Nomad for you? I wish it was all Nomad. No, I don't. I had that Game Boy. <laughs> I had the OG brick one, the gray one. I had a big case mm-hmm. for it, too, that I would be able to carry it around with and have, like, a bunch of games and stuff inside it and a charger cable and all this random stuff. And uh, sort of like you were saying about it was being your own. I also had a sister and like, so it was like a very collaborative game system where I had my own Game Boy. She would eventually get a Game Boy Pocket and we would be able to like play Pokemon and trade Pokemon, stuff like that. Mm. I also thought of it as like a training system of like, because there are so many games that are like kind of collaborating with like other Nintendo games. Like you could play a Zelda or a Mega Man on Game Boy and get better at the game and then beat mm. finally beat the Nintendo one or something. So oh yeah good good call yeah there were a lot of it's, like, uh, transfer or not transferable but like yeah a lot of transferable skills yeah that, that maybe were like easier and importable yeah. and so you could get yeah a special shout out to those donkey kong land games oh, yeah. those things are absolutely fucking yeah. like amazing that those exist I'm, like they are one for one donkey kong country games except just scaled way down but they play exactly like donkey kong country i played a lot of the uh, first one in the yellow cartridge and that's yeah, like my dude. experience with donkey kong country when people like talk about it i'm like oh yeah for the game boy <laughs> oh and donkey kong 94 one of the yeah, best oh games my ever God, that's the best game ever yeah so I, I still own a copy i that in super mario land i own for the 3ds i bought those just because me too like i, I want to always have donkey kong 94 you could play for the rest of your life i feel like that has like maybe 400 levels in it it's like fucking long giving mario like a move set like dude he does a so, flip in that game he does a flip he can walk on his hands it's crazy yeah yeah, it's like a lot of his moveset. I think we brought it up in the show before, but a lot of his moveset from Mario 64 mm-hmm. starts in yeah, Mario Land. True. And yeah. he has so much personality. Like when you when you fall off a ledge that's just a bit too high and he fucking crashes into the ground, his, he falls like a Family Guy character. Like his leg sticks <laughs> yeah. up and he makes that like hurt oh, noise twitch? for a second. Yeah, he, yeah, he like twitches twitch. yeah, and he goes yeah. like boo, 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 boo. And then he gets up. <laughs> a boo, boo, I'm a Mario, boo, boo. Hey, yeah. Hey, I fell down. <laughs> All right, we got to get to four. Four. All right, this is going to creep you guys out, just FYI. Touch the bottom rectangle. <laughs> Please. Go ahead. Touch it. <laughs> you might like it. That is the promo for the Nintendo DS. Oh my god! Whoa! <laughs> I just went through puberty again. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Try not to be horny after that. Uh, this is number four on our list. It's actually a tie. First tie on our list between the oh. Nintendo DS and the Nintendo 3DS. Ooh. Whoa! Interesting. Yeah, this got exactly the same amount of votes and the same amount of love on our lists. Uh, couldn't put one really higher than the other. So many passionate arguments for both. Uh, I personally voted for the 3DS because I think the 3DS is a is a regular DS also. <laughs> but <laughs> but some people, uh, you know, had a had some passionate arguments for the regular DS and it being, uh, and especially like the DS Lite. Uh, Hearn, you voted for the DS. Uh, yeah. How do you, what's what what gives? Right. Yeah. What's your problem? 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, part of it is just 3DS-specific individual like uh, games. I don't know. I had a lot more... Like, I think the regular DS library is a lot more varied and interesting, and it the 3DS kind of became almost like an addendum. Um, and just everything I remember experiencing about the DS that was cool and original didn't really have to do much with the 3D effects. It had to do with like the touchscreen slash controller abilities, games that used both simultaneously, like Kirby Canvas Curse or The World Ends With You. Fuck yeah. And then, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just like all that element too of just like the additional creative elements. I have like the WarioWare where you can make your own WarioWare games with the touchscreen on it. DIY. And yeah, DIY and stuff like that, where it's like it's adding, it kind of is like getting into the realm where it's almost doing what the Wii U was trying to do, but better. And mm-hmm. in terms of like allowing creativity to seep in a little bit, but it also just had a lot of great games. It had a lot of great RPGs. It was using the two screens kind of well. And it is sort of like almost what you were saying about the Vita, where it kind of abandons it a little bit just to like have like a different additional like uh, menu system or screen thing always on the ready. But that helps yeah. a lot of games actually. Like a lot of games kind of work that way anyway. Um, there's it was it's even a great nice, library. Uh, go ahead. Sorry about that. No, go for it. I was going to say it was even nice for like RPGs on the DS uh, in the DS era. Like you can move the menu off the fucking screen. So yeah. Yeah. The just, Chrono like, Trigger is like one of the best oh, ports ever. Because it's of that. so good. Even like Pokemon. It's like, oh, yeah, let's have my moves, my menu down here and look at these beautiful monsters. Put my <laughs> shoes on with a button and run around. <laughs> yeah. But no, Matt. Yeah, Matt, that especially that Chrono Trigger port is just like that's oh, yeah. like the way I want to play Chrono Trigger. It's the best oh way to gosh. play it. Like when they put it on, I mean, it's not on the SNES Classic, I think. But like <laughs> yeah, whenever exactly. it's on something else, I'm like, oh, why? This is the best version already yeah. on my DS. Mm. Yeah. Hey, tell me if this is a good joke. Uh, when people bring up COVID when, in conversation, I feel like that I become Corona triggered. <laughs> I think that's I, it's, a good it's joke. not a good joke, but I've said that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's yeah, hilarious. I think I I never owned a regular DS. Oh, I do oh, wow. see the. I do see the appeal of the DS Lite, but this was back in my gaming dark times where I wasn't gaming at all. Like I, I actually never owned a GBA either. Uh, wow. I have since got a GBA for my sister and been playing using that. I think it would have been cool to have a DS because you could also play GBA games on your DS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a cartridge slot for that. And it looked but great. The th- like they, it, yeah. Because that's a problem too. The 3DS, the original 3DS played DS games poorly and they fixed that later. But the GBA always was great on the original DS. Yeah, there was a there well there was like an aspect ratio issue I think right where they where they yeah. stretched out the screen for the DS which I think people figured out if you hit L and R at the same time it'll it forces it to back to like the aspect ratio that it was originally intended. It does, but, yeah, but it's DS, also man, like, like two pixel perfect. It's one of those things where it's like the the GBA screen is built to display those pixels a certain way. It's like when you play, oh, uh, right, yeah. you know, like when you play one of the SNES classic games on an HD TV, and you're like, this mm-hmm. just looks wrong because the pixels yeah. are too sharp. It, it's oh, one of those well, I, situations. Yeah. It's like too thin. I, I actually have never used a, this is a side, but I've never used a, a CRT filter before until I played Super Mario RPG recently. I was like, this is kind of hurting my eyes, like mm. the way that it's like so crisp and clear and clean. But I get that the way graphics, too. The graphics were totally intended to use, use like its low fidelity to like 
adjust the perspective of the characters. So once I put on that filter, all of a sudden, like the characters popped out more, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like Donkey Kong is a similar, Donkey Kong Country is a similar thing where it, or Mortal Kombat would have been a similar mm -hmm. situation where if, if the, if the sprites were intended to look like three dimensional beings, they, you probably need to use that filter because it looks like very jarring on a mm -hmm. HD TV. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, but yeah, like the 3DS, I, I, I played the hell out of this. Animal Crossing New Leaf was my jam. Super mm -hmm. Mario 3D Land. Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem, A Link's Awakening. Like, I, I know that the DS has a good library and has an extensive library and is like one of the highest selling systems ever made. But I'm trying to think of like, like what was the good Mario game on that? They had the Mario 64 DS. It was which, the new games. That's when they start launching yeah. the new Super yeah. Mario, which, and that was, I think, the only time they were good. And it wasn't that good, even. Yeah, I was going to say, because those Mario games and the Zelda games on the DS are not great. They're yeah, like, it's more about like third party, and uh, it's uh, there are a lot of weird, obscure games that are really good. I yeah. just uh, uh, repurchased Henry Hatsworth for three dollars from GameStop, <laughs> and that's one of those games that's like you, it's like it's a puzzle platformer where you play as a an old timey English gentleman who is just going for tea time. Like it's stuff like like that. <laughs> that's what really thrived on the DS was stuff like that. That sounds good. And Mario Kart that DS, I think, good. might be my favorite Mario yeah. Kart stuff. Mario Kart DS is actually excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I know I have a I have one of those like flash carts for the DS. Mm. So I pop that in my 3DS and I have like all the DS library pretty much that I would ever want to play on there. And there was yeah. some good stuff on there. Like like some of those like 3D platforming games they tried to pull on the DS were interesting. Like the Spyro like Spyro and Rayman both have 3D mm -hmm. platforming DS ports, which I think are really interesting and weird. Yeah, Rayman 2 is on there, I think. Yeah. Um or yeah, like retitled Rayman DS, I think. Uh How is it? But it was just Rayman 2. Yeah. The yeah, I think the DS is really fun. I've been going back and playing a lot of those, like, um, was the Ma Mario versus Donkey Kong games? The ones yeah. where it's like mm -hmm. you yeah. have the like, little toys that have to like march to the to the right area. Like those are really fun puzzle games. Advance Wars Dual Strike. Yeah, I'm just looking at a list now and seeing all these. Final great Fantasy Tactics. Something was Phoenix on Wright. DS. Yeah, Phoenix Wright yeah. started there. Yeah. Nine, yeah, nine. Oh, Dragon Quest Nine. That was a yeah. huge one. Like the yeah. that's one of the many. Let's bring Dragon Quest back in America attempts that doesn't quite take but got close like seth green was in the ads and stuff they really pushed it awesome <laughs> <laughs> i think that all the dragon quests for the ds are great like i'm playing through yeah. five right now on the ds oh, and it's fuck. like yeah those so remakes are good. so good and they look better yeah. than the playstation ones they did previously i think those are like the best versions of those five especially Right, but the D, but the 3DS has that seven and eight Dragon Quest re, uh, reports, which are yeah. also fucking phenomenal. That makes seven almost a playable Dragon Quest. <laughs> it's it's so close to being a good game in that version. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so close. I want to mention an even more obscure one that I've been thinking about a lot recently called Retro Game Challenge. Yes, you guys familiar yeah. With that? Oh yeah, I found yeah. out about that because of the uh, Game Center CX show that it came from. And then, I was yeah. just introducing my roommates to Game Center CX the other night. I hadn't watched it in years, and I was just, like, you guys got to see this crazy show, and we watched two full episodes of it, and then I was trying to describe Retro Game Challenge, and neither of them, two huge gamers, had ever heard of it, and I remembered it, like, it came and went. It was so quick, yeah. but it was this game where you play 
through the history of like the NES basically where there's a bunch of fake NES games you play through but you have to like buy magazines and get strategy guides and stuff to figure out how to play them and you like watch commercials like it's it's about it's about what it was like to be a kid during the rise of video games and it's incredible. Whoa, is this a car is this like a cartridge you could buy for the DS? Yes, but yeah. it's like hundreds of dollars now. It's very rare. It's really hey man, tough. I'll get hey man, I'll get the ROM, dude. Yeah, I'll just do my that. ROM on there, yeah, dude. You can do that. I should do that too. Um yeah, so Connor, you did not have uh D oh you had DS Lite on your on your list. Yeah, yeah I'm a weirdo. So, <laughs> yeah, but you also but you put three DS higher. That was your number two. It was uh, so th- yeah. And I'll stand by it. But yeah, I love the Love the DS. I, I can't tell you how many hours I spent just replaying that Mario Kart game. That's the, I mean, I, Double Dash was great too, but this is the first one I had a ton of experience with. I missed N64. I played it way later, and now mm. I know that one well. But yeah, the Soul Sil- Pokemon Soul Silver and Heart Gold oh, came out on God. the console. Those Pokemon games the are Poke fantastic. Walker. Yeah, the Poke the Walker. Walker. Uh, I can't believe yeah. they never did that again. Like That should have been a feature in every subsequent Pokemon game. Totally. And mine went through the wash, and now they're really hard to... Now they're very expensive. That's a bummer. I've always been pissed. Those uh those Switch Pokemon contr- ball controllers should have had a walker element to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't believe they didn't. I thought that too when they came out. I was like, "Oh cool, they're bringing back the Poke Walker and it was just yeah. a button you press." Um McCaller says this about the DS and 3DS. For him, it was also a tie. Nintendo DS and 3DS. Oh. They feel very similar to me. Like the 3DS doesn't feel that much different to the DS than the PS4 that. Pro does to the PS4. But anyhow, clearly Nintendo's best iteration of handheld only devices. Um, yeah, I think I yeah, I also like Pokemon X and Y for the 3DS. I played like a ton of hours in that. I played that. I played my D my 3DS a ton. Uh, I also think that ergonomically both the DS and the 3DS kind of suck. Yeah. Like they don't. Yeah. I hate kind of holding them now. It's yeah. really hard because they're just If you're laying flat. on your back and you play them for more than like five minutes, all the blood disappears from your whole <laughs> arms. Like I don't know what it does about <laughs> holding your hands that way. It's just like I have to get up and like walk around for, I have to like do some mm. jumping jacks or something whenever I play my DS on my back. Oh. That's so funny. Um, I also really quick before we move off of these want to uh, especially talk about the, the DS and kind of the ingenuity there and this is like the first time i feel like nintendo did something i mean aside from the virtual boy it was like nintendo being nintendo and making something weird like putting two screens on this thing did you say virtua boy i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) um but the whole touch screen with the stylus was and it was an amazing implementation even though it probably could have failed and then the two screens and it's just like i mean nintendo of course was all has always been doing weird things but this and it came out before the Wii. This felt like the first time they like really zigged, uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, and now they do that with like all of their consoles, with the Wii, the Wii U, the Switch. It's uh, mm-hmm. I, I just appreciate the the choice they made there, even if like maybe at first glance it's kind of jarring. Yeah, I think that I totally agree, and I think that that those stylus controlled games work a lot better than you think they're going to like to me i always i always dread uh like motion controls or stylus controls or anything like that but like playing star fox uh the star fox game for the ds Mm. for example or playing um the the zelda games for the ds i actually think they're they're 
decent enough games and they play decent enough using the styles controls. I don't hate that about yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, one last, sh- yeah. one last shout out. Yeah. Uh, rhythm mm-hmm. heaven is a, a very oh, good rhythm heaven. Yeah. Very Thank good game. You. Also made a very good push in America because they had Beyonce on the commercials playing the game and like really enjoying Ayo. it genuinely. Uh, <laughs> I, I do think that was like that and the late beat agents are like really clever, fun, mm-hmm. uh, rhythm based games that like really broke the mold and kind of right. similar thing. Just kind of were only for that time. Like, I don't think they're going to do one of those anytime soon again, but they were really great. Yeah. yeah and and uh, like, it was mentioned yeah. already, but I want to mention Kirby canvas curse again, yes. because yeah. when that came out, I was like, this is going to be how video games are now. And nobody really did that same thing again i can't believe yeah. we didn't get a million ripoffs of that because that game like is great and every couple of years i take it out and i play it again and it, it's really good yeah that was also a- uh wario wear gold for the 3ds is like mm-hmm. if you missed out and you happen to have a 3ds just buried somewhere like play wario wear gold it's like a, the greatest hits of all the wario wear series such a great uh such a great game if you didn't play them all like leading up to that i think if you've if you were a wario wear fan you might skip it, but yeah, it's good. Uh, okay, how about we do three? Hey, what are you doing down yeah. there? <laughs> what do you think I'm doing? I'm listening to cheese. But there's portable cheese. <laughs> I've heard that one before. You probably can only listen to cheddar. No, you can listen to Swiss, Provolone, American Shop, whatever you want. Shut up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. It's cheese you can listen to outside. What the fuck PSP. is this? It's like cheese you can listen to outside. And that was the least <laughs> racist uh, version of that commercial. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, that like marketing campaign for the PSP, which oh, is number wow. three. I couldn't believe how much love the PSP got on our list, but a lot of I people can. voted for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I never left. I mean, but but just knowing my my circle of friends, I m- we're all Nintendo heads for the most part. So I was shocked to see, hear how many people had actually uh, played the PSP, which is which was delightful to hear. But uh, I I had it on my list. Uh, I think everybody here had it on their list. Hearn, yeah. did you have it on yours? I did. I had the original PSP on my list. Um, yeah, that, that was the only one I really had experience with too. So I never really played the Vita. Yeah, so a special shout out to that marketing campaign. That is probably the most racist thing I've ever seen in my life. There's like a bunch of commercials where they just take different racial stereotypes and uh, it, they're they're crazy. You should look them up on YouTube. I cannot believe that those got through yeah. uh, onto televisions. But uh, the PSP is like a JRPG machine. It can play PS1 games. It was... It was kind of touted as like a PS2 that you could play on the go. Uh, I actually never owned one of these. So uh, anyone else who did, feel free to launch in. Uh, I think I still have mine at home in the in the basement in New Jersey because the, the Vita kind of replaced it. But uh, yeah, it's it was the first, you know, because every handheld console comes out and the, the pitch for it is it's your home games on the go. Like the GBA was supposed to be like an SNES you could hold. But that, mm-hmm. at that point, we were already like almost in GameCube town. But the Vita really <laughs> felt like contemporary. The Vita felt like, oh, these are like real video games mm-hmm. that I can play the on the bus. Or sorry, the PSP felt like real video games I can play on the bus. And they also pitched it as this like 
that's what that commercial is doing is it's it's not just a video game console it's like a multimedia experience which became the trend yeah. with again like with the engage and stuff and the game.com and stuff but like it's really early in mp3 uh player like history so having i had like i remember i had the leroy jenkins video on mine and we would watch it in <laughs> school like that and like the doug intro that kind of stuff just having like a little portable thing i could bring in and be like i spent a half hour putting every episode of red versus blue on here let's watch them together like felt so awesome. cool but then also the library is it's wonderful and it's also um much like the saturn and the vita and other things in japan it's this huge like thing everyone loves and has a million games and here we just got kind of um like licensed games and watered down ports but some weird japanese games like kenka boncho and uh and you know stuff like that would like leak through and make it here atlas really took advantage of the the psp and and i yeah. think my love of those kinds of games really grew on it i i am a huge huge i could talk about the psp all day i love this thing and i think people should give it a chance especially for some of the games you might not have ever gotten a chance to play like final fantasy crisis core uh, oh, and things man. like that that are that like rules. important games in history that will never get played again because they're only yeah. on our umd you can watch yeah. Viva well, La Bam that, anywhere. I know. I was gonna say, like, like can we talk about the UMDs, the uh, the movies Dude. that they had on there? Yeah, man, uh, I watched Spider Man on that thing so uh, many Spider -Man, times. Spider Man, Spider Man Two, the Hot Chick, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Family to, Guy, funniest moments. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I go to the Game Dude in North Hollywood, I always stop by the PSP section because they do have like a whole UMD movie section of like mm -hmm. Austin Powers through Zarufa or something where you. How else you gonna watch Van Helsing? <laughs> like, what's a better oh, way to yeah. watch Van Helsing mm -hmm. than on your PSP? True. Hell yeah. I mean, I do probably think that is the definitive way to watch Advent Children, right? Is like yes. on UMD. Uh, I that, fully that believe that. Be, just make yeah. pretend you're playing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the PSP, you can emulate it now pretty easily yeah. um, if you want to just see some of those titles, but it's not the same. Like having it also blown up on your screen is not like it's not the most glorious way to Sys look back at some of those games. The system was also pretty hackable. Like you could play emulations yeah. of like PS of Nintendo, Super Nintendo could hack it to play PSP games. That was like the mm -hmm. first portable real like Raspberry Pi through a official system that I've ever seen. That's another thing that killed it. It was so easy to pirate yes. on that it was like, why mm -hmm. not do this? Yeah. I actually, yeah. like, this is probably going to come as a surprise, and I forget this is the case, but I owned this console. I think, <laughs> oh, I, that's weird. I think it is. Truly, I think I must have. I don't think I had it for more than a month, um, <laughs> which, you know, it's it's a, it's a definitely, it's this was a me problem. It wasn't a, the console problem. I think I got it because I wanted to play, and this is no surprise, baseball games with it. Because my favorite, one of my favorite baseball games of all time is MVP Baseball and 2005, and they ported it to this. So I was like, oh, I can play that on the go. I'm doing this. And mm -hmm. the game was like, the timing was off. Like it was like there was like mm. you had to press your buttons in anticipation as opposed to like the action happening in real time. So it was really terrible. I think I had another baseball game with it, but that was even worse. <laughs> so I was like, you know, this isn't for me. And I sold it. And now I'm so bummed because it was really cool. And um, and I loved the little like slide pad, which was like the left stick. Yeah. Um, that was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. That but thing feels good. It works. It, it does. It's really cool. Um, one thing I do remember not liking is that on like the corners, especially the top corners, if you're holding the screen, uh, they've got these little like, like these sharp 
corners on them. So like you would press into your skin and like it hurt. It didn't. F- yeah, that was that was to try to get you not play it for too long because they were worried about your eyes. <laughs> go outside, take a break. Uh, yeah, go outside and take a break. Yeah, I think the PSP uh, Michael Stevens, friend of the show, <laughs> says PSP. This was his number three pick. The first handheld system I owned that I could also install porn onto. Revolutionary. Yeah, there was a lot of jokes about that. I remember a lot of web comics having jokes about watching porn on your PSP for some reason. I love that. Yeah, this is like must. I guess the internet's not. All right, maybe you're taking porn on the go. That's that's the idea here. Yeah. You want it you want it on the bus, you want it in the library, you want it at school. Um RIP Fred yeah. Willard, you're right. You you get a PSP yeah. and memorialize Fred Willard who died uh today while we were recording this podcast. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah I saw I'm that too. serious. It's oh no, a that's hero. terrible Absolute news. hero, but jack off in public. R.I.P. Like it's easier now than ever. So if you want to memorialize him in in the best way, a comedy legend who has influenced our lives in immense ways. Oh my God, that's Go terrible it. news. And Matt, why would you do this to me on the <laughs> air, no less? You no, know, because now it's like this is a great it, it and like you know this clip will play in like a Second City documentary in fifty years. That's why. <laughs> Man, you know what? I think yeah. Uh, the one thing we can all do to honor him today. Is go masturbate in public. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. And we'll do the same thing when Pee Wee Herman dies. Sorry. Yes. Uh, I guess Paul Herman. Is that his name? What's his name? Paul, Paul Herman. Herman. <laughs> Paul Herman. Paul Rubens. What's, Paul what's Rubens. his real name? Paul, Paul Rubens. That's right. I almost said. I almost said. Uh, Paul his name Wall is Paul Herman. Wall Herman. I almost said Paul Newman. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did know, do Pee that Wee when Herman. Paul Newman died. Paul too. Newman. You did that? Yeah. Yeah. I ate, ate a bunch ranch. of eggs when he died. Yeah. Yeah. You cool hand who did, huh? A cool hand looped it. That's when I jerk <laughs> off, though. That's that's what I call when I jerk off. Okay, so that's enough of that. Let's move on to... Two. Whoa. Wow, number two. Yeah, if this doesn't blow your fucking mind that this game is number two on our list, then you ain't paying attention, Sailor. This might be my fault, because I, hey, I wasn't I sure if it counted. And I didn't this include is, it. This literally... No, it's... Well, I thought it was Matt at first when I ca- tallied up the votes, but uh, taking into, into account passion, it wasn't entirely your fault. Yeah. But I will say you were the only person who didn't have the Nintendo Switch on their top 10 list. <laughs> I do love it. I'm a huge fan of the Switch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch, number two. You might be freaking out right now if you're listening, in, if you're listening at home. Uh... Yeah, this is this is the uh, this is Nintendo's at home console that you can take with you on the go. They finally did it. They finally mm-hmm. made a uh, a console that you can take with you. Yeah, the if, dream. If you haven't gathered yet, listeners, uh, handheld consoles have kind of always been my jam. It's like my favorite way to play video games. And now, since this since the Switch has come out, I'm like broken forever. Like I can't. <laughs> I can barely play my PS4. It's why there are so many games like. Persona is one of my favorite game series ever. Persona 4 is probably a top three game for me. And Persona 5 came out like the exact same time as the Switch. And I played like 10 hours of Persona 5 and then almost never touched it. I'm like 30 hours in a Persona 5 because of the Switch. Because I was like, well, I got Mm -hmm. Zelda on this thing. I can take it anywhere. Dude, I got everything on my Switch. Are you kidding me? Like I have... It's like it's insane, and and they're so cheap too. Yeah. I probably spent like over a thousand dollars on software for the Switch alone, but it doesn't feel that way because it's tricky, right? It's like, don't you want the original Doom for five ninety nine? And I'm like, 
yeah, I guess I kind of do want that. <laughs> and that's then suddenly just a I've thing spent a million dollars. Like, that like what exactly what you're saying is like an actual recent Nintendo thing, which is sales. Like every other console. <laughs> And yeah. like way of playing video games, like Steam sales have been around for over a decade now, and and are such a big thing because you can buy ten games for a penny. But Nintendo games historically have never gone down in price over years. And the Switch has a little button on it that says like "Games for Sale," and like you can buy cheap games on it, which you could never do uh, in bulk on a Nintendo console before. And yeah, it makes it feel more like a real modern console. I mean, that's yeah, I'm one of the like. Unsung successes of Switch is just them embracing third party is also a new Nintendo thing of just yeah. being like, we're going to let, like, they literally gave Cadence of Hyrule to the uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer guys. That's, if that's not a complete reversal of how they acted up until Nintendo 64, I mean, I don't know. Dark but, Souls is on yeah. the Switch. That's like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 11 <laughs> is on the Switch. Like, yeah. that is insane. I mean, it looks like hot hot garbage but i mean it's like it's just crazy that these things exist on the switch and it's like it this might be my favorite console of all time i, th I think it just might be because it's yeah. like you there's something too about emulation with video games i'm sure we've all experienced this and we've all feel this way where it's like not as satisfying it just isn't like i kind of do want to pay for and have the game own the game in a in a legit way where some care and love has gone into the environment that I'm playing the game in. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like for example, I could just, I could port, I could like emulate all those NES games, but somehow I want to play them now that they're on my switch. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just feels different. It feels better. Uh, yeah, you get, turn on an emulator and you load up 50 games and you play five minutes of each of them. And then yes, when someone exactly. says, or even if you play like all of Earthbound on an emulator, if someone says, have you played Earthbound? You go, yeah, well, I emulated it, but I played the whole game and it still like <laughs> yeah. doesn't feel real. No, it, it doesn't. And so that's why I appreciate that the Switch gives me an avenue to give my money to a developer to own the game again. And like I'm playing everything from Mark of the Wolves to fucking uh, Panzer Dragoon Remake on my Switch. Like, if you told me in the <laughs> 90s, I'm going to play Panzer Dragoon on a Nintendo console in 20 years, I'd be like, I'd be like, hell, dude, what are any of those things? I you didn't know? know that Panzer Dragoon was on the Switch. I'm going to have to take a little... Yeah, the, they remastered that. the first game and put it on the Switch. It is so overpriced, but <laughs> and if you, I'm, if you I'm like, like still game. playing games from the first year of the switch like when the switch came out and breath of the wild was a launch game i remember playing breath of the wild and being like wow if i paid 300 dollars, 360 dollars for just this this would be entirely worth it mm -hmm. yeah yeah i yeah. was just playing last night Mario at like Odyssey. 1 a.m i was stoned out of my mind with my roommates and i was like look how good i am at the last level of mario odyssey and i just played yeah. the one because <laughs> <laughs> we were just like all in edibles look laying on our couch I am at this <laughs> Everyone, look how good I am. Yeah. <laughs> that would be something I would love to call all of my roommates, most of which who just despise games and <laughs> make them watch me how good I am. That's inviting the neighbors over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other Switch thoughts? Man, this thing fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, just like it's so great. good. It's, uh, it, I mean, it also, I don't know. I mean, this, this maybe is a different discussion, but it, like, Satan Nintendo. And it mm -hmm. not only saved Nintendo, but they're like really 
killing it right now. And they're, yeah. they're right up there with Sony, if not like a little on top right now. This console has sold uh, the most, I mean, like I think third most units out of any Nintendo console ever behind the Wii and the DS now. And right. man, it's just in the, and of, of course the quality of works of the first party titles on this thing, like you're t- this shit's handheld with Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, like maybe two of the greatest games of all time. Yeah. Uh, and not to mention a million others. It's spectacular. Kind of everything you can want, you can want is on the Switch with the exception of some licensed games. It's pretty special thing. And I think like a lot of the ports that come to Switch too, if they're not coming from like the third party developers, like 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 Doom or Mortal Kombat, a lot of the ports to switch from like the Wii U are the optimal ways to play those games, like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, uh, Bayonetta Two, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Mm. Like these are games that where it's like, oh, the best way to play this is on the Switch yeah. for sure. Yeah, and they're like, coming off the Wii U, like one of the biggest yeah. <laughs> missteps in the history of game. Like I never owned a Wii U, and it kills me that I skipped an entire Nintendo generation because I've never. Like I had an NES. My first memories are playing the NES. Like I have always mm-hmm. had it. Although I got a Super Nintendo pretty late. But like the the Switch is like it's like what I said about Final Fantasy VII remake, where like there are so many things wrong with it, and you just don't care. You're just like, yeah. oh yeah, everyone's controller will eventually break, uh, and also uh, the screen, <laughs> the thing it sits in scratches yeah. the screen, uh, and also like like just all these different problems with uh-huh. it. And you're just like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. Like it's the Switch. It's the best thing ever. yeah exactly i mean ergonomically it's a nightmare too like i also like playing it in handheld mode it is like it's no d-pad yes right yeah you're just like you're just like holding a flat object and you're like uh this could be better if you made some like grooves in here like i hold my wii u uh a leapfrog game pad thing that they (laughs) give you and that thing is like ergonomically perfect it feels good it like form fits to your hand uh but everyone hates it and everyone loves the switch and it like sucks to hold and and also i hate joy cons i'll say it i hate joy con i do not like joy cons uh i i play with my pro controller if i can and if i can't if i'm playing a handheld i just like kind of deal with it but the idea of like turning the joy con sideways and and having two controllers in one system is both genius and i hate it i feel (laughs) like like a giant when i do that i'm like this is not yeah, the, I never held a Wii U controller until like the beginning of quarantine. That was the first time I really used a Wii U controller to play Wind Waker, and it fucking mm. it's great. Like that, it yeah. really feels good, even though that console just never mattered. That console, that feel the Wii U does feel like what you just said, like a leapfrog or like one of those like baby laptops that they sell. Like it feels like <laughs> right. it's not a real. It feels like it's a uh, you yeah. buy it at a kiosk in the mall. Yeah, I I love the Wii U because it's like I, I like the I like failed consoles. I just have I'm a sucker for them. Like Dreamcast, Wii U, they feel similar to me. And it's like yeah, there's not a ton of you could actually if you wanted to collect everything for it. <laughs> uh, it's like a, it's like doable, and it's like. But yeah, I think that like the Switch is just like immediately crushed it. It's like, oh yeah, the Mario Kart you like from Wii U, it's on here now. Uh, everything you like from it is on Switch now. Uh, uh, minus 3D world which i guess we'll see but who is ready to hear what number one is wait i got one more thing to say about the switch oh no never mind no 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 i stopped it i i appreciate the switch taking into account me being an adult in several ways which is it looks like a normal thing that an adult owns 
mm-hmm. and it also the cases like we're getting further and further into nobody wants to own things like cases or and physical media and the switch mm-hmm. was like look cases are in, like it's insane that we spend this much plastic and space on your shelf to put this tiny cartridge in here so let's at least make it look nice and make it kind of small and i i appreciate that on every level the switch mm-hmm. is trying to make it normal to own after the wii u people think you're a fucking loser if they see a wii u on your shelf <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the cases for the switch games too are also all reversible which is really yeah. cool like you could turn them inside out if you want uh Hearn, do you uh, have anything any switch uh, just one last comment on like the pick up and go nature of it is that the literal flash memory of you can exit the game, put it in sleep, and then just put it back yeah. up right into the middle of the game. It's not restarting. I think that alone just changed how much I got into gaming this past totally. few years. Now if I want to play Dragon Quest Eleven, I don't have to sit down, turn on the console, load back a load state, like reinvest. I can just flip it on and off in the middle of movies or when I'm going out or whatever. It's Find totally, a safe spot. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that alone is just immediately, like, perfect for this specific concept of it's a game system you can take on a go or clip into your TV. Mm-hmm. It's so fast. It's like yes. it's like going from going from I'm not playing it at all to I'm back in the game right in the same moment. Like, you can, you can exit to the menu during a cutscene, and it's still, like... We'll play the cutscene yeah. right from where you paused it. It's really crazy. I does the Vita have that same aspect, Matt, or do you have to like completely shut that baby down? No, you can put it into sleep mode. Like the, I'd, I'd say the DS kind of introduced that in a big way, uh, and yeah. it's. But home consoles have not caught up to that. Where like I like I said, I'm playing Yakuza Zero right now, and like the best option is to put your PS4 into sleep mode. And even then you're like, mm-hmm. wow, I hope nobody hits this light switch or like <laughs> I have to do something right. else with this, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. like, it, cause I'm going to lose whatever, however many hours of cutscenes I just had to watch with no save spot. Right. And, and even if you do put it to sleep and wake it back up, sometimes it'll be like error, error. We don't know what happened. We cl- yeah. shut down. Yeah. Software shut down. Yeah. It happens a lot. Especially, I think it's a lot when you're playing disc based games too. Cause you have to like, I think it has to spin the disc again. And sometimes it's just like, oh, I don't know where I am. And it's just like shuts down and it, like it sucks. Right. And I've heard the Xbox one is no different. So it's really cool that the switch has that aspect to it. Um, makes it feel very slick. Okay. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Are we ready, I'm ready to be for mad. number one? <laughs> one. Advance SP. Okay. Featuring a luminous screen so you can even play in the dark. And anyone who's mad at this being number one, just know you voted for it, baby. (laughs) This was everybody's votes considered and using an algorithm, a very sophisticated algorithm. This got exactly one vote more than the Nintendo Switch. And plenty of passion the game boy advance sp we talked a lot about the game boy advance original earlier and just how great the library was but this this added a backlight i cannot believe that uh anyone would ever want to play <laughs> even even as like fun as it is to hold the gba regular i can't believe anyone would prefer it over the backlit because it's like that's just insane to me but uh but that worm light get yeah. that yeah yeah um there's but- a have you seen that comic that web comic by the guy i forget his name he used to do buzzfeed comics but now he's just on his own about 
being a kid in the backseat of your parents' car and trying to play your Game Boy to the streetlights that are passing by the car. <laughs> like, that's such a real feeling for people our age. And when the SP came yeah. out, it was like, holy shit, I'm I'm unstoppable. Like, no one, yes. you know, because you'd go and your, your mom could be like, lights out, and you'd be like, okay, it's bedtime, and you're you're like a, like a, in every old movie, like a kid with a flashlight reading some old comic books. Like, you could do mm-hmm. that with Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Yeah. Uh, what do you uh, how do you guys feel about the SP compared to the GBA regular like uh, Michael Hearn this was a you, this yeah, is you specified the SP here well it makes it actually playable burn uh, but no, I just, <laughs> oh, oh wow more like uh, Michael Byrne Michael Byrne yeah mm-hmm. let's also just shout out the flip phone kind of aesthetic of it mm-hmm. like yes makes it more portable I think technically as portable as the Game Boys always were the only one that could literally fit in on your pocket was the Game Boy Pocket. Uh, mm-hmm. And then this one is like the first one that like turns into like a wallet sized game system with like the little L and R buttons like on the corners. Like, I don't know. It just feel, it felt like a really cool portable advancement of what the Game Boys were doing. Yeah, and it made yeah. you feel cool because it felt yeah. like you were a grown up with a cell phone or a, like a Blackberry or even like a laptop or whatever. It, it felt different than just a toy that played yeah. video games on it and sometimes it came with a really cool little uh, tribal tattoo design on it which made it even cooler <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh connor mccabe you you did vote for this lower on your list than the regular game boy advance but you still like the sp i did and and i know i and i was talking about the game boy advance and talking about the things i don't like about the sp earlier but there's also a lot to like uh, like matt was saying it is really cool that it looks like a cool, like a adult device almost that i love the flip uh aesthetic to it um also the, the it, there's kind of two versions of the sp actually there the original one had kind of like the front light which did light up the screen enough and then the second mm-hmm. model did have like a legit incredible backlight and you can yeah. there's a really big difference in the quality but no it's oh all- yeah the original had like a side light wasn't it like a light from the sides yes. yeah. or something yeah um, yeah it's still like no uh, headphone jack though that's a big <laughs> mistake yes. with that whole console no headphone jack which is a bummer but i also love this console because there's no batteries that you like portable batteries you use you it comes with the charger that you it was plug chargeable. rechargeable yeah um, oh yeah. yeah fuck i forgot you used to have to use batteries yeah. oh my god all the way up through the gba unless you had like a you know a third-party portable one but yeah the sp is awesome uh it can play of course all the game boy games too just like a regular game boy advance um pretty pretty incredible i i, I really don't I, it's just not better than the switch but you know <laughs> but like but 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 shout out to this console. It was a great advancement. It was a great bridge to the DS, and I'm thankful mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably better than the Switch, at least by one um, entry point. I would say, like, Switch is probably number two. This is probably number one. So uh, <laughs> that's... How dare you? Make, <laughs> it makes it at least one better. Uh, <laughs> but... And, and, uh, it is cheaper. But yeah, yet, that's... So. I, I, was, I was shocked that this got as much love as it did. Like, it, a lot of people had very fond memories. I mean, everyone voted for the GBA. Like, every single person voted for mm. the GBA. No one... And no one else voted for every other console, um, uh, which is which is cool. Uh, and I was and I was happy to uh, include it on this list. And honestly, I think if uh, Connor, if you hadn't have put 
game if you hadn't specified the difference between the two mm. i might have just rounded them all up it still would have gotten number one but maybe number eight would be like uh the atari Lynx. we oh, don't know <laughs> we'll never um, know we'll never know so that was our list Yay. uh bef- before we leave we'll do some honorable mentions feel free to throw anything out uh mr uh mikey stevens uh, honorable mention uh, that string ball game where you swing the ball on a string and get it to <laughs> land in an ice cream cone that was one he had uh wow. i I would say the Game Boy Color and Game Boy Micro oh, yeah. were mm-hmm. were two that were versions of of consoles we had on this list Both already. List. Yeah, another honorable mention was uh, was let me see if I can find it. The end. Oh, here's an here's an unhonorable mention from Michael McCaller. He wanted us to know <laughs> King of Passion, Michael McCaller. Un- unhonorable mention the original game boy gets that if wow. he said if the original game boy gets the number one spot because of historical significance or whatever i will throw a book at my podcasting device <laughs> the games on Nintendo. it are mostly bad if you ev- uh, have you ever played boxel fuck that game boy sucks he also <laughs> hates super mario brothers 3 because it's on the regular nintendo so mccaller yeah he's been warned yeah this is consider this a well, warning mccaller yeah um yeah does anyone else have any other like uh honorable mentions that they wanted to throw out absolutely uh the i mean we we didn't talk about these variations but the new nintendo 3ds xl is fucking great the yeah my my favorite which because i never had a regular 3ds i want to shout out the original 2ds which looked like a doorstop uh yeah. that was my way into the 3ds i got that because pokemon x came out and then the new uh nintendo 2ds is really wonderful too um oh that's like a leapfrog looking system it is the, yeah the big the one that doesn't fold right oh no this does fold the one before the doorstop doesn't fold oh 2ds doorstop is that what you're talking about yeah but the, yeah, the yeah, one that okay, looks like gotcha. a gotcha. piece of bread. yeah 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 but those are really it looks like a leapfrog thing yeah yeah it, does. it feels really good yeah, it does. It's, yeah. It's just funny that they, it's, it was like made and marketed for like younger kids and it was cheaper, but like they're, you can't flip the screen closed and protect it. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. But still great. Nobody voted for um, uh, Game Gear. I'm assuming just All no right. one owned a Game Gear. I did own a Game Gear. I didn't vote for it because it sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not very good and there aren't that many exclusives that were cool. I think the coolest might have been like, the Shining Forest games for it were kind of original and new. And then they'd had a couple of interesting ports, like there's a Gunstar Heroes for it and a Streets of Rage 2 for it. But mostly, Some of those Sonic games are interesting because the thing with I the Game Gear too. is it's like literally, it's like the same innards as a master yeah. system. It just outputs them different. So you can connect like your Game Gear to your TV somehow and get full master system quality. Like it's a weird hodgepodge of a console that just doesn't come together. I didn't own one when it was new, but later on I did. And yeah, getting like six double A batteries. For yeah, that, that was is... the main thing too. As a kid, that really sucked. And then I at least the also, Nomad you could plug in. Yeah, the Nomad, especially the one I had like a rechargeable one. So I guess I was closer and more. I definitely liked more Genesis games than I did for Game Gear. And mm. do you guys recall the movie Surf Ninjas? Oh yeah, <laughs> that that one uh, was basically a giant advertisement for the Game Gear because it was featured in it, and then just like they controlled real life moments in it and had like a uh, video game for Game Gear that kind of referenced it. Uh, but both the movie and the game sucked, so that's another <laughs> reason against it, really. 
Yeah. Uh, I have a blind spot. Has anyone played the Wonderswan Color or the Wonderswan? No, Saints? that's hard though, right? Because it's like mostly it's, Japan. Yeah, it's mostly Japanese. Um, and I think it was for like I keep mixing up what that and the Neo Geo have, but it kind of has some similarity. I mean, it's very RPG heavy. I don't know. I just never played it though. Yeah, the Wonderswan's mm-hmm. pretty good. Well, it's RPG heavy for a very specific reason, which is Nintendo said Square. We hate you guys now because you won't play. Final, you won't make Final Fantasy for us. So no. So Square was like, all right, we're gonna work the shit out of the Wonder Swan and show you how good we could make Game Boy Advance games. So it's like a bunch mm-hmm. of Final Fantasy games and stuff on it, and like Clonoa, and it's interesting. It's like they're expensive. It's not worth getting a hold of one, but it's worth looking at if you want to watch some YouTube videos or something. Yeah. What about uh, the Lynx? I guess nobody played that. No. That sucks. No. I yeah, have, do you say that sucks? It sucks. <laughs> it's the links. There's no reason to play a links, really. Uh, Maybe do now. Hmm. I have one last honorable mention. Um, are any of you aware of the Cybico? No. no. What's that? All right. I had this at the end of middle school. It's a really before its time idea, which because it's an open source, uh, handheld, sort of like iPad pre iPad thing. Look up a just Google Cybico. C y b i k o. And look at a picture of it. It has a whole keyboard and everything on it. It's a bunch of freeware games. It had like a wireless Whoa, system what the on hell? it. I remember yeah. this thing. Yeah, I totally yeah. remember this. And it's Russian? I feel like, yeah, apparently. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I was laying the threads <laughs> into my uh, high school or whatever. Because I had it and it would have been way before Simon Awesome if like anything on it was actually that good. Because... Mm-hmm. I think just it being like a bunch of like vaporware and freeware like meant like you would only get so many decent kind of like pre early phone games on it. But the concept was all like everything that like a phone does now. Like it was you could communicate with people, you could download original games, you could program your own games for it if you knew how to. Mm-hmm. And I think just the fact that like it, you know, was before its time and wasn't like as good as it could be was like the only reason it bombed, but yeah. What, is, what is it called? The side deco? Beco with a B. B as in boy. And, and how do you how do you spell this? C Y B as in boy I K O. Look it up. I only had the original one. They made like an extreme version that looks more. Is it like called a- the Cubico? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a different thing that he just didn't say. <laughs> Here, I'm putting it in the chat. No, I got it. I found it. It It looks like a big cell phone. Yeah, Yeah, basically. It's cool. The stream I never had, which I imagine still bombed, looks like like a straight-up Palm Pilot type of situation. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had one of those, and that was, like again, early MP3 player where you could only have like four songs on a thing type of deal. It just looks like it led up to what eventually needed to happen, but it was definitely not going to succeed. But I had one. Yeah, I've got a couple. Uh, love that. Do you? You got what are they, Matt? I want to. Uh, I want to. I want all of yours. I do think we should mention the Switch Lite because I think it's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. The actual handheld. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Turbo Express. You guys familiar with the Turbo Express? No, Is that... this the Neo? Uh, no, I'm sorry. The uh, the Turbo like Graphics. The Turbo Graphics. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. it's like a Nomad, but for Turbo Graphics 16 games, and it was 250 bucks when it came out, which was three times the price of a Game Boy. Uh, but you can play your home actual console games on it, which is pretty cool. That uh, is cool. Too bad that Turbo Graphics was also like expensive. Yeah. You just had to be yeah. a rich ass person to 
engage with any of this like stuff. the neo geo the neo geo was like a grand like dude in, and the games were like 250 bucks each yeah uh i want to mention the i forgot to say this while we were talking about the uh the the sega uh not the nomad the game, the gear, game gear that it had a tv tuner that you could put into it <laughs> you could watch lo- uh like local broadcast television on it I think that's pretty cool. That's kind of that's pretty yeah. cool, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the end gauge, it totally sucks, but they of were course. going for something. That's worth something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's what the hell is that was like a phone in, in that thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Game wise, I don't even know. It was like they were trying because phones had games on them, but they were phone yeah. games, and they were it was like Snake and Brick Breaker and stuff. They were like, let's make a game console that's also a phone, and they just fucked up like every level of it. But they they tried. There was like Tony Hawk on it. There was uh, uh, Pandemonium. There was like some stuff on it. Uh, there's a really good Giant Bomb video of them just going through like all of the Engage games from like a couple years ago. That's really worth watching. Yeah, the Nokia Engage. Uh, never played this. Didn't this is also kind of expensive, right? Or you just had to buy it at a cell phone store. You could buy them at GameStop, but I think you did need a contract. I think you could buy it and not use it as a phone. I remember going to GameStop and playing because they had a huge kiosk for it, but I never actually owned one. But I've always wanted to like waste a hundred bucks on one <laughs> just on eBay yeah. and like see what it's like and then just put it in a closet forever, like you do Play when you X-Man buy old stuff. Legends on it. Yeah. yeah. Just it- just a quick Google. It said its launch price was two ninety nine, which in like today's price is about four hundred dollars. Yeah, it was more it's, than the Vita or uh, the yeah. PSP, which was its kind of its competitor. It's more than everything. Out. It says in the first week of availability in the United States, it was outsold by the Game Boy Advance a hundred to one. So, <laughs> wow! And the GBA was not oh. new at that time. No, it wasn't. Like it even says it was like attempted to lure games from the Game Boy Advance by including telephone functionality. Mm-hmm. Which again, yeah, because you're supposed probably, to play online. Yeah, probably too early again. And I just remember a lot of people making fun of it because it looks like a taco. Yeah, uh, side talking. You could side talk with it because you had to hold right. it like out. It was like you were holding it up to your head as a joke, but you had to do that the, that way to talk into it. It was crazy. Is there what is the Sony Xperia? Is that like Xperia? oh that was cool? That was a phone that was had a lot of Sony uh, like like oh, actual console actual games on it. Yeah, like it, it was interesting. It did not last very long. It was just pre-Vita. It was an experiment from Sony and it, it failed, but I, I wanted one, if that's worth anything. It did, nobody ever bought one. Yeah, I I I am so angry looking at the end gauge, seeing that the screen is like skinny and long yeah. vertically. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like not, it's like a, I guess an arcade cabinet style screen as opposed to like a, actual like if they just turned it on its side it would be an actual screen like a 16 by 9 aspect ratio screen yeah because it's like that's how phone screens were shaped at the time you know like a phone would flip out crazy yeah there's all these buttons on it that do nothing like there's like a button that just has like a musical note on it which i guess goes to songs or something and all the buttons are like it doesn't have a fart button that's a crime because it should (laughs) have like a phone keypad on it that's how you play it wow well 
that's going to do it for Video Games <laughs> A Comedy Show. Thank you so much for listening to our top 10 video game handheld consoles. I'm okay with this list. You know, the Switch, you know, Connor mentioned before, he said it's definitively better than the than the GBA. You know what I say to that? I say get some GBA games on the Switch and then we'll talk. Fair All enough. Right? Cause those, I agree. Because that library, mwah, We need that library on the Switch. Per- perfect library. I will say that, like, the Switch is... It, that's tough, right? Because it feels like such an obvious choice, but it's it isn't a handheld only console. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that number one is this this other Fair. this like nost- has a nostalgia factor to it. But but yeah, you're absolutely right. Switch rules and everything else at this point kind of drools. I think mm. uh, I want to go around and do some plugs. So we'll, Michael Hearn, we'll start with you. Plug away, dear sir. Thank you. Uh, you can watch all my films at my website, michaelchern.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Michael C. Hearn. Uh, I don't know. Buy me a game on Switch. What? <laughs> <laughs> that is not what plugs are for. Okay. I thought uh, that's what they were for. <laughs> Give me some stuff, right? <laughs> uh, Connor McCabe. All right. Uh, sorry, I've got some extra plugs this week, so I apologize. Yeah. Uh, I check out my video game podcast, Call Me By Your Game. I bring a friend on to talk about a special video game from their past. Uh, also, you can check me out because my internet works again. Uh, I've been streaming on Twitch again lately, so I'll be at uh, twitch.tv slash consiscool69. Probably going to be streaming <laughs> a lot of backyard baseball and super mega baseball. I like baseball. Uh, and then also, I just uh, had... I just released a pilot that I made like two years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Dave and Bruce. Uh, it's about a normal guy whose roommate is a city vigilante. So, uh, and it's just one episode. It's nine minutes. Check it out on YouTube. Just search Dave and Bruce pilot and that'll do it for me. I've uh, seen this pilot. It's very good. I would not describe any of the people in it as normal, but <laughs> I will say it is, uh, it is very fun and very funny. You should check it out. Thank you. Uh, Matt J, go ahead and plug, sir. Hey, I make The Deep End with uh, my buddy Steve Yurko. We go, we're going through every Adult Swim show ever on our podcast, and uh, we also have a Patreon show where we go through the Venture Brothers episode by episode, and a monthly other Patreon show where we talk about other Adult Swim-ish shows that didn't air on the network, like Clone High and MTV's Downtown and Undergrads and Golden Boy and stuff like that. And I also make Cartoons 101 at patreon.com says Cartoons 101, where I interview creators who make uh, the animated shows you love, like OKKO OK and The Simpsons and Mission Hill and We Bear Bears and Steven Universe. Uh, but I also have gone through a bunch of series with a bunch of guests like Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, the animated works of Satoshi Kon, Rough Bakshi, stuff like that. And uh, we're currently doing with my quarantined roommates, we're watching a bunch of uh, 90s non-Disney Renaissance animated films like Ants and uh, Balto and uh, that. The, Balto! Yeah, we're going to do Balto <laughs> soon. We just did The Prince of Egypt, which I had never seen before and oh, just blew wow. me away. I loved it. Pretty good. Uh, but uh, the first episode in that series is a uh, friend of this show, Alec Robbins, and me talking about a goofy movie for two hours Uh, and it's a great conversation we also talk about mr boop for like 20 minutes so if you want to hear some cool mr (laughs) boop stuff if you're you're into mr boop if you're one of those freaks out there who's into mr boop (laughs) yeah uh uh uh, yes, and I, wow. you can follow this show at VGA Comedy Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. Uh, I would also like to, oh, soft plug a, a podcast that I've been hinting at and kind of, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, 
laying the groundwork for, trying to get drum up some excitement. Uh, me, Matt J, and Mr. Boop himself, Alec Robbins, <laughs> have been going through anime in a show we're calling Animaniacs, where yeah. <laughs> uh, the experts here, Matt J and, and Alec Robbins, two anime fans and animation fans in general, help me sort of uh, uh, update my palette and curate a, a watch list of an, of great anime that uh, you know goes beyond your Dragon Ball Zs and your Gundam wings. So uh, look out for that in the near future. We've covered sh- shows like Ping Pong, the animation, uh, Gundam... War in the Pocket was our last <laughs> episode we recorded. Uh, we also did one other one. What was the other one we did, Matt? It was... Uh, we did Gundam, Ping Pong, and what was the other one? <laughs> it was something like... Uh, something I watched. Yeah, we certainly... All... Oh, FLCL. Oh, fully, fully. Yeah, we... <laughs> yeah, yeah, FLCL. That's how like much crap I'm watching right now. Is I don't remember what I talked about on a podcast. <laughs> Well, right, and it's also like we record so infrequently that it's like that was like felt like a that was year like two ago months ago, we yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really was, yeah. Uh, but be on the lookout for that. That'll be a semi regular show that we do. And uh, hey, you know, keep uh, keep keep your chin up out there. You know, if you uh, see something, say something. And I am talking about people not wearing their masks. So yeah, tell on uh, them. Make, tired of the yeah, shit. Yeah, tell on them. Tell on them or scream at them. You know, dealer's choice, I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, stay safe, everybody. 